open up the app and the music appears But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, tears Three minute videos, days spent filming those Airports, sound check, live shows, studios, managers, promoters Labels, graphic design, there's a lifetime behind every rhyme Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter and their listeners like bad boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is You're tuned in to Beers, Beats and the Beers all right, check it out. This is the Beers, Beats and the Biz podcast back in effect post-COVID lockdowns here in Brisbane. And we are broadcasting live once again from the Shire Studios. We are back. We're allowed to be. We're um, we're doing this. We've been missing just, yeah, man, due to those COVID restrictions and all that kind of shit coming into place. And um, I mean, I can't even talk shit about it, man. You don't come here for an informed discussion on COVID. You're not listening to this for that. But, you know, like, man, like Brisbane, we have, and, you know, Brisbane's, you know, sort of going through a bit of a tumultuous time in regards to that, but nothing on what Sydney and Melbourne are certainly going through currently and the rest of the country also, man. Like, uh, you know, our thoughts go out to all you guys out there struggling through this shit, man. I mean, reach out to us if, you know, like there's a lot of fucking issues that come along with these lockdowns and these restrictions and the isolation. Um, you know, holler at us, holler, holler at us, guys. Um, everyone's out there. Everyone's doing it tough. It's, um, it is what it is. We're fortunate to have come out of a lockdown last week. And um, during that lockdown, we set ourselves up to uh, be able to record remotely but as long as we can get in the studio that's what we're going to continue to do so yeah as stated once again we are broadcasting live from the Shire Studios down here now let me when we last left you about a fortnight ago um we had the man we had the man Jeff Curtis on um Luke Jaffa Curtis from Melbourne, blank skate team and all that kind of thing. It was a cracker of an episode, man. We had a fucking, um, we had a great time with him just talking his history. He dropped a classic, um, a classic single that miles ago put out. We talked the blank skate team, skating for globe, all that kind of thing. I mean, it was a fortnight ago. I can't quite remember everything we went through now, but yeah, it was a, um, it was a ripper of an episode and we've got a guest today that I'm itching to get to, but uh, just quickly, um, what we're going to do from here on in, me and Trav were just discussing it off air. We're going to uh, introduce a new thing to this podcast called midweek drinks you know we just want to re-engage our audience we want to bring you guys back into the conversation and you know i'm pretty shit with the social media aspect i mean i prom- you know i post and promote and do whatever but then you know we go fucking silent so what we're going to do maybe most wednesday or thursday nights following the drop on tuesday when we drop our episodes on tuesday and we go live we're going to uh, recap our episodes with you guys so you guys can jump on instagram live with us at beers beats the biz and you can uh, join the discussion on, you know, talk about, you know, talk about what we're doing, what we should be doing, what should be happening. Um, we did it last Tuesday or Wednesday. Hey, Trav, I can't quite remember. Yeah, last Wednesday. And man, we had a great time. We had a bunch of you guys in there. Shouts to everyone that joined us on that live stream. You know, we're going to do it in a uh, far more sort of organized fashion. And, you know, I think it'll be a great thing. Like, let's just build that community back up around this podcast and around other podcasts doing things in the country. Let's talk hip hop. Let's talk graph. Let's talk the community and all the bullshit going going on, you know, the shit that you're dealing with and, you know, your thoughts on the show, your thoughts on our latest guest and, you know, their contributions and all that kind of shit. So, you know, just stay tuned um, to our uh, social media, uh, particularly Instagram at beers beats the biz once again. And um, you'll be hearing more about that this week. Um, 
You can subscribe to this podcast via Patreon. Also, support us on Patreon. Patreon forward slash dot, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash beers beats the beers. Um, you can go over there. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. Once again, we're just, we're working content one day at a time, man. We've all got jobs. We've all got a lot of, uh, you know, a million and one things going on. So, you know, we're getting there as we can. And uh, shouts to everyone that has been jumping on. We've had a few new people jump onto that Patreon. So, you know, shouts to you guys. And now, real quick, man, I've got to shout out to my man Paul Aziz out of Sydney. He's uh, collecting the hip-hop tape culture in Australia, 1990-98. This is a rare selection of songs from the early days of hip-hop music in Australia, particularly the demo era, the cassette era, that were only available on cassette in the 90s, some of which are in demo form. Um, Paul isn't presenting this as a comprehensive uh, collection of, you know, tape culture, but this is a, um, you know, it's a fairly definitive collection of artists out of Sydney and around the traps that are only really shit on, on, um, only release shit on tapes, excuse me, focuses on Sydney and that period of time, 1990 to 98, man. It features Fathom featuring Sir Rec. Um, we've got, who else have we got on there? We've got Metabase and Brett, the Funky Nomads. I mean, Sleek the Elite, you know, there's some crazy shit going on in this tape, man. He sent me through it through, he's, sorry, excuse me, he sent me through a few tracks and um, some of them are fucking great, man. It's great to hear this music. It's music that I hadn't heard before. A lot of artists that I'm aware of, Fathom featured uh, 13th Son, who's just putting out a uh, instrumental uh, instrumental project at the moment, but that's a track featuring Sir Wreck of Death Wish cast, which is like, you know, a sort of, you know, a, a melding of two of the quintessential Sydney crews. But this is an amazing, it's an amazing record. It's shaping up to be something fucking very special. And I think he's going to be following it up with more, you know, so he's going to be looking at other, you know, like, you know, other tapes that have come out because there's a lot of tapes that have come out. I know when I sort of started getting into the local hip hop scene, it was all cassettes, man, you know, from Coolism to Black Stump to, you know, fuck, Reason, Intense Quality, you know, going back to Death Wish Cast and all that sort of shit. It was always tape, man. And, um, you know, it's great to see some of these joints that haven't been seen elsewhere and they're being pressed to wax you should head to the claim and true bandcamp bandcamp.com type in claim and true follow there you can pre-order now and uh get onto it it's designed by april 77 artwork by mr e out of sydney and you know once again big shouts to paul that is the hip-hop tape culture in australia 1990 to 98 now We've done all that, man. We have to get to this week's guest. We are joined this week by one of Melbourne's original B-Boys, a style master, a, you know, one of the early founders of Wild Style, you know, Wild Style Techniques in Australia, a breaker, a writer, a pioneer, an absolute pioneer from AKA, TMM, the Ghetto Rock Breakers. I mean, I am honoured to be, uh, I am absolutely honoured to be joined by this dude. We're joined by Jewel, the one and only Jewel out of Melbourne. My bro, how are you, man? Yeah, good man, good. Thanks for the thanks for the nice uh, write up. Oh, dude, nah, listen, man, like it's just it, it's a fucking honor. Like you know, for those listening, we've been talking. Me and Johnny have been sort of going backwards and forwards throughout the week, or you know, over the past couple of weeks, we had a few hiccups, obviously with COVID and all that kind of shit. I mean, how are you surviving COVID, bro? How are you doing it down there? No, oh, yeah, I'm, I I I buggered my back quite a few years ago, and um, I've I've been sort of half housebound since probably like. 2015 um yeah so I, I felt like i've been in a lockdown you know just through not being able to uh, work or to be physical how i normally you know was used to be yeah so um yeah no it's it's it's, it's been full on yeah it, it's like yeah considering yeah you've only seen like little like flurries of things like the sars or the old you know there was yeah. a bird flu one there was you know in the last 20 years i just remember like just little um flippers of things that 
seemed to just come and go fast and it, yeah what what the i don't know it's it, it's it's crazy there's so many different um different versions of of how and why the, the possibilities are yeah, you know, yeah. There's, there's just so many. The further it goes to see, you know, whether what the vaccinations do to people or what yeah. not, you know, and the what the you know, just the government wanting to get the big machine running again. Yeah, and, it's a know, fucking. Were, that, 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 that's what they were all built upon. You know, isn't it, man? It's really for them. It's it's, broke, it's broken down. That's what I find the most um, interesting. But it's a crazy yeah. thing, dude. But just just hold on a sec. I've just got to make sure it. No, but is both channels recording? Am I recording? See? Oh, okay, righto. Boom. There we go. No, no, no. Fuck, sorry, dude. We're just having a... Russ isn't in the studio. He's got fucking pneumonia. So we're just... Um, oh, no. Yeah, me and me and Travis sitting here kind of running it by ourselves and it just looked like it wasn't recording both of us. But no, that's all good. I apologize, man. I didn't mean to interrupt. But I mean, fuck, you're a relatively... I mean, you know, other than the back injury and shit like that, you're a healthy dude into your martial arts and all that kind of thing. Has it put a, has it put a bit of a dampener on all that sort of shit for you? Like, oh, yeah. I mean... I trained martial arts from probably when I was like 11 or 12 to when I was about 21. And um, then my sort of club disbanded, which I was sort of, you know, I, I, yeah, I was spewing about. But, um, no, I, yeah, I, I got back into breaking probably when I was about 27, 28. And then um, I was still like, you know, a, a, a pot smoker. But, like, yeah, I, I was I, – I somehow got as fit as I could get in the next five years to, and then come through a few injuries and re-retired at like 32 or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I've, 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 I've always studied martial arts, but like not, not – I haven't practiced, you know, consistently for, for years and years. But okay. the, that first 10 years of my life that sort of changed me sort of has made me, you know – I am martial arts. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real, for real. Yeah, how you feel about it, you know, and <laughs> yeah, you don't necessarily need to. Yeah, I wish I was getting, you know, I, I, I wasn't limited and I could fly through the air. But, yeah, <laughs> Matrix um, style. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is when you have before and you, you grew up, like, thriving on it, you know, the harder you, you fall when you can't fly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah. in, break, in breaking terms, you know, I, you know, I, I, it's called broken. <laughs> That's it. That's it, dude. Well, yeah. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, man, was martial arts like, you know, you're, what, you know, with ghetto rock breakers, and I, we're gonna get into all your history and all that kind of thing, and I want to go through individual walls and specific pieces and stuff like that. Like you, dude, you are one of the fucking originals. You know, one of the true style masters, and not just, not just Melbourne, but Australia wide. I mean, you know, you're in the first hype magazine you're fucking you know you're there you know like the one you know the original king's way magazine was you know one of you know sort of you pest and all them who uh put that together but you know was was martial yeah. arts for you was like breaking and martial arts or you know break dancing was it kind of an extension of one another did you get into them around the same time oh fully man fully i um yeah when i i, I think i started in 1982 but then like in mid 82 i had like a farming accident and cut off four toes Shit. And then, um, yeah, so I was grounded for a bit, but that didn't cut off enough to sort of, you know, like to, to make me hobble or stop fucking, you know, I, was, I, I hit the ground running pretty much. Yeah. And, um, and so then in that next, yeah, yeah some, some, like when I look into the, into the chronological sort of thing of, of hip hop in 1983 and the Buffalo Girls and Rocksteady yeah. Crew clips turning up and then 84, the movies and just all the things in that, in that time frame, um, yeah, when I when I yeah think of um, 
yeah, I, I was I was primarily like the, the graffiti interest me, like everything about like you know Buffalo Girls, the film clip. You know, it's hard not to come out of you know being you know obsessed about multiple aspects. Certainly, the clip where you, whether it's on these wall or you know it's Ken Swift dropping down to the break or you know it was just you know. As a little kid, you know, like when you and that was like eighty two, like, I yeah. think it came out maybe. Yes. Yeah. I probably didn't see it till like fucking eighty three, I reckon. I don't think, you know, sounds unlimited and you know, they got you know, I think they probably got them three or six months, you know, behind the American culture or something. Yeah. Maybe not you know, by eighty four they'd caught up and by the time they um, brought out Beat Street then Countdown had caught up to be able to have a competition for, at the for the premiere of the movie, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, but then yeah. A, a year later, you know, it had all changed in America to crack and money and gangsters and the you know everything in hip hop changed. So it was like it was gone a year after that. So That's it. Like, it. But, but but I suppose they're not to interrupt. Yeah, but that, I suppose they're the years where it really started flourishing in this country, isn't it? Like, and you know, you were one of our pioneers, dude. You're one of our originals. You know, you were one of like, you know, as you stated, just seeing the Buffalo Girls video and all that kind of thing. I mean, tell us about the Ghetto Rock Breakers, bro. Like, was that your first break crew? Yeah, yeah, we were called um, we were called Street Force originally, and um, it came back to like when breaking just turned up, and I was like. I, I was, you know, I was watching kung fu movies and doing kung fu, and you know, just jumping, trying to kick trees, fucking <laughs> flying around, whatever, you know. At, at twelve, just after maybe a bit before my toes cut off, but after they were healed, yeah. and then, and then, yeah, the early, um, early breaking clips turned up, and then I went to like a, you know, a Preston. Um, I was from the town hall um, disco. Yes. And yeah, I walk. You know, I'd never seen any. You know, I'd been trying these things and fucking around like a windmill, or you know, just certain things. And you know, you might have seen like a you know in Footloose or something. You'd seen a duck dive or some something before. You know, uh, Buffalo Girls came out. There was certain things that, and you saw Solid Gold, which you know, and Michael Jackson was out. So you, you're hitting this yeah. like you know puberty teenage, and yeah. you're like, oh well, wow, fuck, that's fucking that's freaky. And then, yeah, and then fucking all of a sudden, you know, breaking turns up and then you walk into a disco and there's a, you, there's a dude doing a windmill, like, and he can do it. And, like, you've never seen anyone do it in front of you and, like, and you can't do it properly. And then all of a sudden he's this Maori dude and then his brother's there spinning on his hand and popping and then that, we were instant best friends, like the three of us. Yeah. And then so we were the core of Street Force. And then, um, and then we brought in a few other people, and oh, yeah, early on it was like this five or six member thing, and then after um, after a, a competition early on, where you had like you mates who were bogan sort of do they were never meant to dance or listen to music and yeah. shit, <laughs> but they were trying because they were like I want to you know you're doing it and fucking I'm gonna try and do it, and then yep. after this dance comp early on, you everyone leaves and like three of them go. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and then, so yeah, the the other three of you go off, and then you know you you meet up like yeah. And in in the original day, like me and my old um, mate Pest, who's my graffiti pal, but yep. we used to be um, best mates at primary school. And then he disappeared in like grade four or five. And then no shit, I was in like year eight, and he was a year under me. And I walked into my um, around the um, home economics hall. And there's a dude doing a windmill again, but like you know, this is a, a couple of years after the in, introduction. Yeah. But then I walk up and I'm like, Terry, 
And he's like, Johnny, and like we're all best mates, and now we're both breakers. And then so then and then his crew was from the same suburbs on, on the same line, and he'd heard like he knew all about our crew, not that we we had taken over, but we were like early on we were like there were kids who were like fifteen to seventeen, you know, when we're like trying to break our heads off in the thirteen to fifteen year old kid category. Yeah. So. At the start, you weren't like a pioneer. Like when there was always someone, like you know, there was a heap of them before you. They, they, a lot of them were into it for the fat aspect and died off really fast. But they were Certainly. like, there were a lot of people I was that were there doing it for me to look and go, fuck. There are actually people who have been practicing it for a while. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So yeah, I, I, the early dudes you, I met up in yeah the town halls. Like it, it was like a fucking virus and everyone just started having to try and spin and hit the ground do weird shit man it's like yeah it's so cool. then yeah so me and um me and uh terry planned to meet up with our two crews and um and their crew like had like three or four really good dudes in it like that um they were awesome we had this big meetup crew at night um and braked all night like <laughs> flat out like all yeah, flat out. Yeah, it's a, dude. It's it's amazing because even watching um fucking watching um what's it called that fucking the doc I was watching it this week um fucking hold on I got it written here somewhere um what the fuck was it called you know the doco you were in bro the little thirty minute video um fuck wherever oh, I the spray conflict dude spray conflict like even <laughs> in, even in that bro you're talking so openly and candidly about like not even knowing what was you know you're talking about painting your old man's car yard or something like that and you know yeah. you're sort of talking about breaking in the same way like you didn't really know what the fuck it was or what you're even doing but you were just you were involved before it was even a thing I mean like how did you just develop style like was it just you was it just sort of steel sharp and steel type thing like you know hooking up with the other crews and stuff yeah as far as graph went like i probably like when when it all started like i, I wasn't so much a, a decent artist or you know like an interested artist i didn't grow up enjoying that much i, I remember liking you know certain color and things but like i wasn't really that interested you know like yeah so so um when that came out and breaking came out like from from, say when I started in 1983, you know, I, I to 1986 I would have only done say to mid 1996 I would have only done maybe like 15 pieces in that you know three three or three and a half year period. Yeah, yeah, like I wasn't yeah I wasn't hanging you with yeah like I was friends at, at socializing places where all the hip hop dudes would hang out at the city square or something like that. Yeah, but yeah I wasn't um. Yeah, I wasn't in the graph scene yet. Like yeah. all my mates were all the future four. They were all the little kid. Yeah, that were all at the front of the circle watching me break. But they were the really good graffiti dudes, and I, I wasn't even trying or caring. Like until sort of like until probably mid '86. Like was when the you know the, the just the break culture and um, globally, you know, just the the change from, you know, B-boys in things and, and, you know, dudes rapping respectfully to fucking, you fuck this, do this, you know, and, and the, it was all about money and then all of a sudden it went into New Jack Swing. They just wanted to do backup dancers doing, you know, yeah, yeah, funny, yeah. like, wacky top rock, like, backwards shit. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, during my New York trips, you know, even when I I, I went there in, like, 1985 and and I, I was lucky to, like, in, in L.A. to meet these 
original dudes just right on the arse end before one of them went to Navy, another, you know, they all disbanded. And they were the last, like, few, you know, the, it was already dying off there. The Crips and the Bloods were taken over and half of their crew. I was like, what about this dude? And they're like, because I'd seen them on um, other, like, break, where they, we'd, there'd be break um, video weird things. And yeah, yeah. for some reason, these five dudes would come out and they were just twice as good as anyone. And mm. until, yeah, I went over there and met these dudes, I, I'd, you know, I'd seen them, like, on, on a video, like, Breakdance USA or something. But then, yeah. So, but then by the time I went back in 1987, even when I went to New York after I met up with them and there was a sign for the New York City Breakers like in the phone book and I ran down there because I'd just met the, these, all these LA legends and Ozrock, this legendary um, B-boy like, um, actor dude. Mm. And then there was a full, full lease sign on the on the window of the New York City Breakers and I was like, wow. Oh. And that was like September 85 and then... um. On the arse end of that trip, like I, I went back past the Philippines and I got fucking cholera and oh. I was like the first Aussie to bring cholera in in fucking like 13 years or You're some joking. shit. You're joking. That's fucking and, thing. Oh. And, and, they, and they, they did, and, I, and it was like an alien, yeah, like on the second day back, I went to eat a bit of toast and as I swallowed it, it just projectiles like someone had thrown it out of me from inside, and it just kept happening. And then also I had diarrhea and period, and so and I, and then I couldn't try and eat. And then the doctor comes and goes, you might have malaria. And then I'm fucking there, like uh, like waiting for the alien to rip out my stomach. And no shit. The next minute, a fucking like an ambulance turns up with these fucking infectious disease motherfuckers in full gown. <laughs> they trans they transport me into the fucking van and they take me away to the Fairfield Infectious Disease Hospital. I've, I've got all the news clippings and stuff my friend saved Jesus for me. Christ. From, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then, and then because of that, like 400 people had to like shit in these containers, my whole school, everyone at the, the airport where I came in. And then um, there was this early uh, DJ, Steve Robbins, who was, he was sort of a popper, but he was the DJ in my crew. But then he went around the world with me and my mum and got all um, – when House and Techno had just come out, we got to London and Germany and found all this new music that had just fucking no one had ever heard of here. Yeah. So by the time he got back as a 17-year-old and then he got a little bit sick and then they tried to bring him in the infectious disease hospital and I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? I was, I was stuck in there for like seven weeks. Holy and, um, shit. Yeah. yeah and Dude. At, at the worst, so I went – I was only like um, you know, 15. I was probably, what, fucking nine – nine stone but i went down to like four and a half or five stone like oh, in that Christ. in that week because you couldn't you they you'd have to just sleep with a steel bedpan under you because your ass just kept like going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's so dehydrated like if you look up the world death records a year from cholera it's it's, it's fucking crazy man i can't believe i had that i cut off my toes like at 12 and then at 15 i got cholera Fuck but, so by the time I got out the infectious disease hospital, no shit had been like three months since I'd left with my mum and there was like 10% of the break scene left and it was fucking pathetic. I'm like, where the fuck is everyone? We burn everyone. Everyone's just give up. Like, oh, just. <laughs> by that time, we joined um, me and my mate Pest's Downtown Express crew and Street Force together and we made Ghetto Rock. Okay, and, uh, yep. That ended up being the, like the final destructor crew in Melbourne and then every time we'd battle someone – some crew, we'd 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 finish their careers and then we'd take their best b boy, 
like a scalp and then yeah, in yeah. the end you had an all-star crew that had like one person out of every retired crew in Melbourne that was, <laughs> that was their best and that, yeah, in the end it was like the seven grand masters or something there was only seven of us left we were like what the fuck are we going to do with this now yeah yeah and there was no no global footage nothing like to, you know like fuck everyone's just stopped it's like the the whole influence in hip hop clips and anything you know towards you know all of a sudden the element of breaking just dropped out it did it and did that, yeah at, but at that time yeah it was there was um so much socializing going on in the city square and i'd become like had like better friends with um or, you know i was always good friends with the original um core uh, originators of the melbourne group um graph scene the future four dudes yes yeah um yeah and then yeah so over yeah over and then there was just a few sort of defining things like there was a, a, a shop called naji it was a fashion store and they had like a a storage warehouse thing out the back and it was this giant tin shed and someone must have um like they must have imported supposedly they imported all this um, Chicago Illinois bronze paint like 20 years before to try and spray spray bouts in all different colors to bring out and then they had like a picture of a Zephyr piece this, wow um, yeah yeah and that was a poster in the front window that, yeah. that was the only way we could link up that why they had um, wet paint and Illinois bronze but someone someone a car made a hole in the tin and some Kid got in, and there was like four Shep pallets, like with you know probably ten thousand cans, and Jesus. all of, all of a sudden, like yeah, even like as a, a, a part time graph dude, b boy sort of, and you get the call like you got to check this out, and the next thing we're there with those red, white, and blue bags, and like <laughs> so, yeah, the transition like was sort of driven on these certain things that you know all of a sudden you had two hundred and fifty cans and hundred different colors, and yeah, yeah and and even the trade scene, it, Star Wars had come out, but it wasn't like a, just where anyone's like, you know, taken it. Like if you went through the records of like the early five dudes, like they wouldn't have done more than 20, 20 each or 25 each in their whole career. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and like, and then Star Wars come and the, you know, the modern, which wasn't the modern bomber, it was just, it took us so long to get the, the tapes and the footage. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so then by 87, like, yeah, because it, it took us to 86 to get Star Wars in a lot of places, and, and um, yeah, yeah, by, by that time, yeah, and, and the transition for me from, from battling, like, in breaking, and then, and then because I was friends with all the really good dudes, so I'd go over to dudes' houses, and they'd just be sitting there sketching, and they, they took it seriously, like, really good innovators of Melbourne, Sort of graph like the murders and disguises, ransom. Oh, dude. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Those names, those so, names. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And then, you know, we'd go out to a nightclub and, and my mate Steve Robbins is playing. So we all get, you know, and then I go in and then they give me a $100 drink. This is when breaking's like dead. There's like, oh, if you, if you come out, if you do a windmill in the circle, you know, we'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars of like drink cards to use whenever. So like, <laughs> you do it with mill once a month, and you, you and your friends would never pay for alcohol. You mate Ransom's brothers, the security on the door, and you mate other mates the DJ, and it was like, yeah, yeah, 
amazing yeah. dude. And it, the man, it's it's amazing to hear those stories because this is the, the you, and you're touching on some of the stuff that I want to ask you about. You know, like, but I mean, fuck that. I mean, those years that that sort of 85, 86, 87, they seem to be such definitive years in Melbourne. Like, you know, and in terms of defining style, and <clears throat> you know, by by way of that, the rest of the country. You know, I know I know everything was popping off in each city around the country. Sydney was popping. You know, we've spoken to people in Brisbane that was you know shit was popping off. But those years in Melbourne, I mean, like just, you know, touching uh, briefly once again on the Ghetto Rock Breakers, you guys got filmed in 87 for The Factory, the, that ABC show that was on then. How did how did all that kind of thing come about? Were they just on and, the scene? That was like, that was like when they was, they, they were trying to cash in like and trivialise it like two years after they were, you know, calling it rap dancing. Yeah, rap dancing, then, that's right. You know, yeah. we weren't even doing it anymore. Mm, yeah. Mm, like mm. we were, we were, and, and yeah. I wasn't even into painting, you know, things like boards or legal projects at that time. Yep. I was still like heavily into kung fu, but when I got into it, and yeah, I, I was sort of lucky because I, when I started and met up with um, met up with my mate Pest. Yep. He had this dude who was the graph dude who did all the jackets, and he was this unbelievably un- unbelievable graphic, like his his wild styles, really early on were just amazing. Yeah, yep. like and and then. Yeah, so I, I hung out with him, and then we made a crew, Awesome Foursome, and then, but he he basically run the show. I was still a B boy, you know, in the last sort of six months of that, you know, um, eighty six, eighty five. Mm. Yeah, so I go and he he'd do he'd go. I'll do this letter, and you do that letter, and then he'd give me my letter. I'd be like, oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, because he was his letters were so good. Yeah. And then you'd struggle, and then. Yeah, your letter. But yeah, there's, there's like iconic pieces that like where if I hadn't gone with him and done you know and and pushed myself and one of them's in spray can art. It's like a it says King. It's in the in the first edition. It said it was from Sydney, but after oh, yeah. I met yeah. yeah after I met up with um I, I met up with um, Jim Prigoff and uh, Henry yes. Chelson yep. just randomly in San Francisco. I was up. I was, I'd driven there for two days and I found a a, a thing in the newspaper. That it, this book would be released, and then I called up the gallery, pretending to be an Aussie art mag, art journalist. <laughs> then they just give me Jim Prigoff's number, and then I instantly called him. And I, I, we had these Swedish girlfriends, like me and this other kung fu mate, who he was like six years older. Who, yeah, we went across America together when I was seventeen. What was that like, dude? At seventeen years of age, particularly in that era, the late eighties, you know, like how how I mean, fuck you. Mm. What, yeah, how well, was it was it? pretty crazy, man. Because like I was saying about the toe story. So when I did the toe story, like I was on my dad's tractor, and then it, when I was about sixteen, the dude that pulled had to get the, a bigger shifter to unbolt to get my foot out of the machine. <laughs> Because um, I also ended up with gangrene on the top of my foot oh, after, Christ, yeah, and then they they hadn't looked, you know, they just saw these vampire marks and put a bandage over them while they were trying to save as much of my toes as possible. Yeah, and um, and then I ended up spending, I got gangrene and spent um ages in hospital from that. Yeah, just from the just from the um the skin graft uh oh. thing. Four years later, yeah, like I was saying, the um the farmers like why. What did, did how much money did your son get? But you know, because it was like pretty brutal. And yeah. then he's like, he didn't get anything because my tractor wasn't registered. And he's like, why didn't you say it was mine? And you, you get like seven years to um do a claim for stuff like that. Yes, yeah. And so then I just put through a claim when I was sixteen, <laughs> and, um, 
and then yeah, as his tractor, and then I went and got you know they, they, the insurance and the hospital fucking whatever TAC they sent me through all these fucking tests backwards and forwards, <coughs> numbers backwards and forwards, and <coughs> and then in the end I fucked up because um I fucking played football the next year and I mentioned that I played football and they asked the club and somehow they got locked fucking like yearbooks from this club yeah. or they reckon they did and showed that I played for you know um, under 14s or something in the next year and then so then their offer went from like 80 grand to 30 and I should have just like backed off but my mum was like she was yeah she just pushed she don't John, just take it you don't know what will happen uh, <laughs> so the next minute i've got 32 grand and i'm like 17 and i'm like fuck that's pretty shit i wanted more you know <laughs> but then at the same time i made my kung fu instructor who's like six years older than me and he's a crazy motherfucker and we've yeah trained together and done crazy stuff he's like i'm off i'm gonna fuck off to america and then so i fucking i wrote a resignation and i i, I went that day that I got the money and I handed it into my principal and I said, thanks for everything you've done. Thanks yeah. for everything. <laughs> I, I, I quit. Yeah. You failed me. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And I got on the plane to Los Angeles the next day, man. And it was like, Shit. yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, we were there for like about six weeks and then we drove across, um, for about two or three weeks, just fucking hooning it. Just, Fucking crazy, and then like just like visit, visiting butt fuck America, like that, that those middle, you know, that that? middle, just visiting like middle America. Like, did were you stopping? At oh the, yeah, went through, went through the whole bit. Yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy. it's like a Tom 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 Green fucking band to a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah you come into like yeah, it was crazy. These little little bars you go in, they just got jukebox of old country, and they're all just looking at you. <laughs> but outside, there's all like fucking sick, run down, you know, sick Mustang fast, but all these cars are like. It's unbelievable, all rusted, and oh, it's like, wow. Next thing you pull up at a service station, and the chick's like, oh, where are you from? And like, Australia, ah, oh, Australia. <laughs> you want to come back to my house for a threesome? And then pretty much everyone's like, yeah, you get in the car, with, not with her. But like, we'll, we'll see you later, baby. And then this town, Selena, just, that's all we did, pull up the servo. Then she tried to, like, duck this. Ruder and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, just how we got the petrol and it was like, yeah, that was that was all I remember from Selena, the town. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was yeah. An eventful yeah, trip. Was, yeah, and, and that, that was lucky, man, because um when I we drove up to uh San Francisco for those couple of days and then I met um Jim Prigoff and Henry Chalfin that night and they were having dinner with the uh, scene legendary scene oh, because wow. he was there for the book launch yes and i had to get these swedish chicks back to they were on this world trip and i had to definitely um drive them back i, I wanted them to, to chuck them on a plane and stay for the opening because yeah when i when i so then they're like um i called it and they're like oh listen we're, we're just having dinner at um, my place now and I'm, I'm i'm in this um like an old uh, army hostel, it's a youth hostel just on the bay of, in San Francisco, mm. overlooking the bridge and shit. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm only two blocks from there. And I'm like, to my mate, fucking later, man. And I just sprint. And I had like, by, by that time in 86, yeah, I'd, I'd painted quite a few trains and I was like pretty pretty into, but I wasn't like, I was I was hanging out with Murder and Ransom and it was uh, probably before AKA. Yeah. And I was at TMM and, and we were, I, you know, I was, very um, trained, full on, you know, for that certain period. So I had all them photos, and then yeah. I get there, and then I'm like, "Hey, how you going? How you going? Yeah, blah blah." And I'm like, "Fuck, this is crazy." 
And um, because I'd seen Star Wars by then, and um, obviously had um, Subway art. Yeah. And then they go, oh, here's our new book. And then Spray they, cannot? They go, they, go, they go, there's a section from Australia in there. You yeah. might know someone. And, and then I remember there was this Dutch uh, photographer who came to Melbourne. Oh, and um, yeah. and then he went up to Sydney. And I don't know if he w- I went to Brisbane. I think he just went to Sydney. I follow him on and, social. Uh, I follow that dude on social media. He posts up a lot of he, amazing shots of the ages. Found with, um, because he put fucking everyone in one five six crew or something. Yeah. In one five, yeah. And all of a sudden there was a Melbourne one five six chapter, and I was like, fucking no one, none of you know this fucking like no John one and Kyle and all. You know, this was back then. I was dissing it. Yeah. But um, it all came from this yeah Dutch dude that when he got back there, he hadn't um like categorized anything, and then this piece like the book came out in like I was there I think September eighty seven, but the piece I did. Like that's in the book. It's in like mid '85, not long after Subway Out come out, and I think me and my um, mentor Bays, we we used the like say Mitch train, you know. So then I'm flicking through the thing and again, and I'm like, what the hell is this mine? That's your and piece. Fuck. Yeah, and they just happened to get this phone call from a dude that's just run up in five minutes from two blocks away. And it just happens that, yeah, and it was under Sydney in the first book, yeah, they, it has in brackets. Yeah, yeah. The ones they, they signed, it, they, they gave me a copy that night before it came out. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. And, uh, yeah, but from, from that, yeah, from that um, luck, I, uh, I, was, I was going back to LA and then flying, I'm driving across to New York, so I was going to be in New York in three weeks. And then I had Henry Chalfin and Zane as, like, my main, uh, my main hookups. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I was I was really lucky. Like in in '85, I um my mum we went to the uh, Bronx Zoo, so we had to take the two and five line, and then it, it stopped. There's the yard at the station, so I only got like you know maybe like five or ten, maybe fifteen um, cars. But in '85, it was still fucking bombed. It was oh, it awesome. Sh- would have still been pumping, yeah, fuck. Yeah, and in in '87, it, it was still like probably like thirty strengths. You know, like it was pretty. Pretty gone, but it was like still there. Yeah, yeah and still like the yeah late eighties um, dudes trying to keep keep the wave going. That's, dude, that's fucking that is amazing. That is fucking amazing. So that's what. So that's one of your pieces in spray can art. Yeah, yeah, it's a king piece. I dude, I know like piece, Yeah, what is it? There's there's four yeah. or five and pieces the in the Australia thing, pages. Yeah, and I the know. funny thing is that, that there's. There's a Pluto because because we wrote our message and and our crew's got like eight people or, or more and the other one they're they're the, the Pluto um and they're what's their crew we're the Wild Four because oh, yeah. we 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 wrote this message like we're the AF Four with kings of this line da, da, da. yeah I can't even remember what it was he, my mate had cheesy rap fucking shit back yeah, slowly yeah. back yeah. then <laughs> but then but then they got pissed off that we'd done it and they go. And they did a uh, Pluto next to it, and you know, and that got in the book as well. And oh. They go, well, we're, we're, we're wild for. We don't give a fuck. So get the fuck off our line. And there was like actually a diss to us by our mates, but it, that made the book as well. And these dude. dudes weren't even graph dudes; they were poppers and like just the cartoon drawers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about too, man. Like fucking, yeah. man, man. I've scoured that book so many times. I don't own a copy of Spray Can Art anymore, but I mean, fuck, man. No shit. That is something. 
That's fucking amazing. So I, I'd heard that connection about that Dutch dude because I follow him on social media and I just just through social media I'd heard that this dude had visited throughout the 80s and he'd taken photos of, you know, just random shit around it throughout his travels. So that's how that wound up in there and that's you. That is fucking yeah. unbelievable. Renny Renny something? Ren, Ren, yeah, I don't, Dutch Graffiti I'm, Library, I'm I think. Dutch Graffiti Library on yeah. social media, I'm pretty sure, yeah. on Instagram or something like that. That's fucking unbelievable, bro. That's amazing. I mean, okay, we'll get back to we'll get back to all this. I mean, you've kind of touched on it, but I want to ask about connecting with Pest because Jewel and Pest became like, you know, one of the great sort of duos of, um, you know, Melbourne graffiti, man. Like, talk to me about connecting with Pest and, you know, sort of just, you know, TMM crew, the formation of TMM crew and all that. You know, you met in what? You met in grade four or something like that, you were saying before? Yeah. Yeah, well, originally, yeah, we met, we, we used to ride BMX around together and, um, and then, yeah, yeah, he disappeared. And then, um, yeah, sort of, we went through the, um, the, the same thing, like, a, although he, he disappeared first, I think he, he got a girlfriend, his girlfriend, and then he slowed down braking, and then it ended up just me and a, a few, but at the same time, came that paint thing, and then there was so much paint that everyone started, like, um, experimenting a bit. And then um, then we were from the Epping line and the Hurstbridge line had this crew called, uh, originally they were ground control breakers yep. and they were also a, gra a graph break crew. But then out of them, a couple, three of them made uh, the Magic Makers who were Wispy and uh, Gyro. Yes. And, um, and then so then I shifted to uh, the Hurstbridge line from the Epping line in about 1985. Well, I, was, I still wasn't that into graph, but then... In nineteen, uh, in, in uh, a, su a suburb called Rosanna, but next to that was a suburb called McLeod that had a big train yard, not yeah, a big man. train yard, like a, a four-yard train yard. Yeah, yeah. That was before security or anything like that. And then so I shifted uh, in uh, mid '86 and just up like a hundred meters from the train, but on a on a descent, so I could sit up on my roof and watch the the security, and um. And so that was like I'd only done maybe two or three trains before I'd shifted in there, yeah, like one um, yeah, near in Reservoir, yeah. but I only really fucked around, like yeah, where yeah, like and one of them like if I got maybe like two out of the first fifteen things I did, like photos, like there was you know back early on there was no like why would you, you know, there was no thought to take a picture of. Oh. You know, some weird like attempt at the buffalo girls. Or yeah, of course, and breaking thing, and and then beyond, yeah. and then beyond that, not to interrupt you, but the the accessibility of having a camera, you know, to be able to take the photos of that early shit, you know, like it's, you know, I mean, you're a kid, you know, it's not like fucking we've all got cameras in our pockets now, you know, like we're talking fucking thirty five years ago, man, you know, you had to get a camera to go get those photos. Yeah, fully. It was like I was saying when I when I was like thirteen and breaking the. There were kids who were doing countdown shows and the, like the original Porter Pack video that you had to carry the like VHS on your shoulder. Mm, mm. You know, they were, yeah. they were, they were yeah, exactly. a few years older, and I've got like maybe forty-five seconds of me breaking from up until that nineteen eighty-seven stuff, which I'd stopped by then. Those factories, you know, that, that's gravy for me to have a, um, some video footage of, you know. But it was after the ball was over that we didn't get footage of our battles. And but there's there's one crew, Backstreet Boogie, and they had their their own little professional young manager, and then they they had kept they filmed everything. I went to a reunion of theirs, and I was like, oh my god, they taped everything they did from 1983 to 1985, and then wow. disappeared. And yeah, and I only met up with them at their reunions a few years ago. Well, 
they're like, oh, breakdancing was cool. We should have a reunion. And I was like, I was like, guys, I've been doing it. <laughs> it wasn't a fad, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's something you something you lived. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you go through and yeah, it was the same with early on. Yeah, with Graf, I made sure. Yeah, by the by the time I was I was in you know into the train painting and and things like um you know. Uh, Sub out in Star Wars that you document and your photos and you know yep. then then yeah I made sure that fucking someone racked a good camera back then they yeah, they were yeah it was masterful little racker kids <laughs> like ants going crazy <laughs> yeah. what do you need Derwin pens duh, duh. Yeah. you know all, all the paint pens the opens all the papers and all yeah. the ah yeah. oh, I'll give you fifty cents each and next minute I've got two hundred so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, fucking 200 colors of like, you're the really good old paint, double end paint tip. Um, yeah, dude. Or, yeah. Yeah, fucking And heck. yeah, it was the same with jackets, the same with everything that you'd, yeah, tell them like, can, see if you can get this. Yep. Yeah. It's an underground network of, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, because like, at that, <clears throat> sorry, at that um, interchange sort of period where, you know, <clears throat> a certain amount of B-Boys disappeared, a certain amount weren't into graph at all. And then, you know, just like got into bombing or hanging out, you know, still in that sort of city scene, uh, city scene, post sort of break thing. Yeah. And then, um, and Pest, like when, and, and Pest used to, he used to socialize a lot more than me. You know, I'd be like a, a pretty, uh, when I went, you know, because, yeah, I, I like the, um, I like the concept of getting away with shit. And yeah. especially when I got, when I changed and got into it. After the first paint um, shop that was a couple of years before, we come across a, a few in a short period of time where, and, and I, I was driving, my mates was, weren't driving, I was driving a, Chevy, a 65 Chevy, Shit. fit like 1,500 cans in the boot, yeah. and I find these places, and it was like, and, and next minute, it was just thousands of cans, and then... Yeah, and, and, and then the same way when all the effort I put into like learning a windmill was then like in that six-month period on the transition, you know, I started hanging out more with, um, you know, a, a murder or ransom. Yeah. You know, they, the ransom, yeah, they were AKA hanging out with all the clubs and together and later on we were in AKA. But, um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, like there was 90% were just, you know, I don't know that they didn't draft dudes. They just didn't seem to try that hard. So I had a, you know, from a break perspective, I was like, you know, God, you know. And then so when I sort of started like just focusing more on fucking outlines and then hit and miss. And early on when I joined up with uh, um, TMM and Wisp and, Wisp and Spy, yep. they um, painted the like the whole of the Hurstbridge line, all little weird pieces anywhere they could. They've done this weird, you know, just – Combos, they were like they had yeah like seventy walls along a line when I met them. That was it was phenomenal. Yeah, and um one of them was a uh, trained chai, and the other one had only done you know maybe like four or five max, maybe three or four maybe at, at McLeod. When I started, I met up with him, and I, I'd originally battled them. Um, I went to um this uh, shopping center, and I battled um oh no. They, these other crew, the Mill Park Breakers, one of them went to my school and they're like, we're, we've got a battle against these ground control. They're really good. Can you come and help us? And then I went there and, and I watched the battle and they were both really hopeless. 
<laughs> and, and I, I had opposite windmills and opposite head spins yeah. and like you know opposite jump turtles or turtles or swipes or whatever. And then I go, this is really early on, like, and I go, I battle you in reverse. You know, so, and then I took out all the ground control. I remember them, you know, and this was years before I was best mates with them. I just remember all these geeky little weird dudes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so years later, yeah, and, and then they, they graph all in the area. They were, they were an awesome crew because they had a dude who, would, who was a really good artist who would just do all the characters and he'd do all the back patches for everyone. And, you know, they're like the fresh, they were like a Bronx crew, but from Heidelberg, which is like, you yeah. know, a pretty, you know, yeah. Rough, not rough, but yeah, it's just, yeah. So yeah, they were these quirky dudes, and then somehow um, they'd made TMM with these other couple of cats um, who were yeah, just young little Hursty dudes, and then somehow I, I met up with yeah with Wisp, and I went and did a couple of walls with him, and it was when I was like, I'd, I'd try and draw something too complex, like for you know, like it wasn't even complex, but like my basic, you know, I didn't want to just do basic New York, you know, basic, you know, because everyone you was already so far ahead of it that were all my friends and that. And I was like, I did these, you know, maybe three or four pieces with my mate Whisper. I look at it and I'm like, fucking hell, that is terrible. <laughs> but they were like such defining pieces where, yeah. you know, whether I'm still painting and standing back and self-shame going, fuck, man, you got to get better at this, man. Yeah. Like, fuck, you know, you, you're not, you know, you, you're not into it like you were uh, breaking. And and then so, yeah, after after that train period and then especially with the cops and, like, yeah, I had all, like, it was crazy. It was like, yeah, it was, it was like a sick movie where you just escape and you've got all the keys to the city. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, it's it's amazing, dude. Like, who 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 were your sort of peers? You know, like, because I want to ask you about the ransoms and the murders and stuff. Like, I want to get into the abattoirs and you know all that. You know, Burnley abattoirs and all that kind of shit. Where you did the chemical lab and all that kind of thing. But before we get there, like, who, who yeah. like, what were the crew? You know, beyond the I'll break. Be, sorry. Like to me, like the future four dudes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. when it would first come out, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a thing from the age. And it's got them all on the front thing, and they did this three wise kings piece. And yeah, yeah. at that point, like, I I was terrible at yeah, like I was a b boy, like, yeah. and they they would like GS thirty eight. He would make homemade little graffiti badges and turn up to my battles, like, wow. and he'd be there with like a footy duffel coat, but all just graffiti character heads on his duffel. He was a had pointy shoes, and murder was his like. Um, apprentice and they were both goths with pointy shoes and vampire <laughs> peaks with white white makeup and yeah, they were weirdos like uh, yeah. but they both loved art as kids and grew up and somehow found this niche that they can do their art or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They had different motives, you know, and then you had like you know, ransom and murder, you know, like they they're unbelievable artists but like as far as having the balls to fucking get in there and steal paint and get in the fucking Train yards, you know, they between them, they both probably did, you know, wouldn't have done ten trains between them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like yeah, and um, but style innovators, you know, later on, like that time where they were doing like, you know, really cool advanced. They would um, there was a lot of billboard hoarding projects where they did the whole like city blocks, and um, and at that point I was painting train and I refused to like and. Uh, uh, a lot of the time I was fighting in tournaments, like on these weekends, that, you know, there's 250 riders, you know, 
around the, the Remand Centre or originally the museum where the station is and all these massive upgrades for these early projects. And um, they're fucking awesome that, you know, the, the um, VAYC or whatever they yeah, the VAYC, yeah, yeah. Yep. Back then, yeah, you know, they fund, they got all this funding early on. It was like even before it was before trains were really out of control. Yeah, and it was like, and I was like, wow, like this is, this is even better. And then you just had more free paint, and yeah, and afterwards, yeah, afterwards I started um, yeah. So basically, yeah, for for about a year, I painted trains as hard as I could, and um, well, keeping low key, I like would they they. My first name is um. You saw it on the Skype. And, yes. Um, yeah. For some reason my parents didn't call me like what I'm known as, and <laughs> the cops were looking for me for a long time. Yeah, the transits and, and um. <laughs> and then the problem was when they actually jerried and found me, and then I I, I was doing this. I, I basically I um I was going to Kung Fu, and I walked past this dude who ends up being this um well-known rider Cruz, but he was just this little. Um, Bucktooth kid at the time, yeah. who had a duffel coat, and he had his back. He had his um back to the wall, and the two cops had like we're up against him going. And as I snuck past them, they go, "You're going to tell us where Johnny Williams lived." <laughs> and I like put my like fingers to my mouth, like shh, don't fucking moon, almost moonwalk, man, backwards, like real quiet into the toilets. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like I, think, like, I had a couple of chases and a few things, but like. Never like fucking walking past cunts trying to get this little kid to fucking tell you. Because my first name and my mum, it wasn't linking up for them anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it went on. And so after that, I've decided, fuck, that's it. I'm, I'm going to stop. And then the next morning, I thought, I'll, I'll go and do an early one. And I took my mate and I did this dualism. I think it was the third last one I did there. And um, I come out of the thing and there's two transits eating sandwiches with their back to us and there was a hole in the fence just near us going the opposite way. So literally like ducked down through the hole and we're walking backwards about 30 steps until one of them turned around and he's like, hey, stop. And by that time we we're like 100 feet away and we're like, hey, go and get fucked. <laughs> and, like, and then I thought, yeah, that was a joke. And then I started <laughs> planning to go and do this like Saturday night because, uh, yeah, and, and literally, I like when that night when I the train pulled up, and then I I got in it like the Warriors. I waited for people to open doors. Yeah. I waited three, two, one until like two seconds before the doors were going to close. Yeah. I literally front roll into the train <laughs> as it takes off. I see all these dudes jumping out of the cars in the car park, running up to the, try and stop the train for, from me. Wow. As well as these two that would. <clears throat> so I knew that the things were going down. Yeah. But then I was doing, I was doing this. So I go, I'm, I'm doing this final time, dual one, window down, whole car. I'm going to stop painting in that. Fuck it. You know, it's too, you know, I'm not here to get caught. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and, and so then I take these two mates and then we're there, like, it was a real quiet night and all of, it's normally really quiet. And also my mate's in the train so we can see, like, both sides. And he's just sees a car, and a car, and a car. And it's like one o'clock and it's just, Cars every few hundred meters seem to be driving behind it, and he's like, "Fuck this, man! I'm gonna go and check this out." And then, um, and then he took off in the park, and I didn't see him again. It was like the Warriors; they fucking got him in the park. And um, and then my other mate, so he's still with me. And then there was this big embankment on top of us, but it, it was a big um dirt rock slope down like you know ten or fifteen feet. It was a bit of a mission if you weren't were ballsy enough, but yeah. otherwise you had to you had to run down parallel to the train. <laughs> 
the slope went down enough. And then all of a sudden, like all these cops, I look up and there was like about 10 or 15 cops with torches, all going, Johnny Williams, you're fucked. <laughs> none of them slide down the hill. So I take off running parallel and then down to the other end of the train where the, the um, slope's getting smaller and smaller. And then as soon as I could jump up, by that time I was a few steps ahead, but then my mate who was with me, and he was this big, like, young dude, like a mini god, yeah. and he hit a pothole as soon as, like, we come up. Ah. And then I looked back, and it was like the Warriors with Cleon, and there was just, like, six of them smashing him with fucking torches and that. Jesus. And then there's still, like, four on my tail, and then there's three on my tail, and I kept running them all away from their cars. <laughs> and then, there's, like, you hear them, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and then somehow I got back over the tracks, Two streets down, looked at like looked at um, jumped through a back fence and they're doing like the fucking warriors like where the buses you know going up and down looking for people it's like and then I'm like fuck so then I have to jump through three um, go two blocks and do like seven houses backyards to get to mine and then I get in I pull all my clothes off I fucking and that's a joke I. I I quickly put all my um, outlines and stuff up on this roof section that I. It's hard to get up to, but that's where I'd look at the trains. Yeah. I put on a heap of fucking fake old trains that I got in America. <laughs> I put on some red trackies and I hopped into bed and I had this waterbed. And then <laughs> about five minutes later, my mum wasn't there. She was away and I was only 17. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, I get a knock at the door and I had this glass front door, but then with a security door. And I see all these burly dudes like, <laughs> yeah. And fucking, uh, so I opened the glass door and I'm like, you know, I put on like this, I just woke, you just woke me up face, yeah. <laughs> I out of the bat all around the corner. I put on, I've got no top on with fucking like three dookie gold chains on like a smart ass. Yeah? I'm like, what are you doing, mate? And he goes, mate, you, you mates are at the station giving you up, mate. You're up, it's over for you on that. I go, mate, all I know is I'm 17, mate, and my mum's not here. And I don't know, if you weren't the police, I'd be calling them to fucking come and see who the fuck you are. Yeah. And then one of them went for my fucking, um, went for my security door, and then I just pushed, I had my foot on the front door with the glass, and I just pushed it, and then the, I'm looking through the glass with my hands up, like, yeah, what, what, what? Bro, you were a fucking mad cunt. It's, it's been three days to raid me, yeah, and by that time, weirdly enough, I still had, like, I, 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 they, should, they should have still got me, but either way, they, they couldn't get me, because I, I had, like, 200 cans in the boot of my mum's car, Shit. which they, they couldn't, weren't, you know, allowed to search but everything else and then i'd even gone and got exercise books and pretended that and i've done school work and done all these dumb tags of like this you know yeah yeah and so then they raided me and they took me to a, a station which was the worst thing they could have ever done because my old family friend and um one of my mum's ex-partner you know yeah they were after my parents split up they were together yeah he was a senior detective so the transits turned up with briefcases and hundreds of photos, Fuck. all this evidence, and then they fucking they thought they had me and they were sending me all these summonses, and then like a couple of days later I get a phone call from and this dude was like the sickest barge ass detective you've ever seen, man. Ass, like yeah. <laughs> one of my dad's old best mates. He was a badass fucking man. He yeah. was the dude. Don't say anything. He was the dude that knocked Bob Hawke out that time at the Victoria Club. Jesus. Yeah, so, because then when I bring my book out, yeah, I'll bring it. Nah, he, he's too old now. But any, yeah, any, anyway, I got a call. He goes, everything's gone. He goes, you can't go back there ever again. 
yeah. And so this was this was during the time where I was waiting for my money, yeah. Yeah. So I got from this intense like period, and then this intense raid, yeah. And like after you know just just hitting it as, as much as I could, having like like yeah, it was it was it was it was awesome. I was trying to relive that fucking New York Star Wars moment, dude. Just but, trying to just trying know, to make it to Coney Island. It lasted a year, but that, yeah, and then, and then uh, that's right. So then, yeah, so he, he, um, years later, you know, I, I, I hadn't seen him for ages. He's like, yeah, you still owe me. And he goes, <laughs> I'm like, why didn't you keep it for me? Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, like, because of that, because everything disappeared, the number one transit, Peter Stevens, yeah. Yeah. Who, like, we'd, we'd had a weird, um, communication and a weird uh, history, yeah, how we met and, yeah, like it was, it was crazy. Um, but he ended up liking me for some reason. I couldn't work out what it was. Yeah, like and just because they were like everyone was looking for what's happened. Where's the follow up? Because when you if you're a, a transit police, you have to leave your all your brief stuff with the prosecution of police, and yes. he'll he'll um, work out if he wants to if it's worth prosecuting or yes. not. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah? Yep. The minute they walked out the door, fucking it was yeah, it's it was this dude, the year before, yeah, a fucking Divi van at the house I was painting in, yeah, it was he's a fucking crazy motherfucker, this dude. Just before he retired, a Divi van reversed into my driveway and, and two young cops get out, red faced, and they go, Oh, you Mrs. Williams, oh we've got a delivery from um de- senior detective, blah blah <laughs> and they open the door and they pull out two five foot dope plants in pots. Yeah, yeah, and like just and then just drive off with him in our drive, and like, and she's like, calls him, what the hell are you doing? So yeah, this dude anyway. A year later, he, he um he got everything thrown away, and but then I, I had to go to America, and and fucking there was something else that they were trying to stop my visa for. Yeah. So then I had to buy like a, the commissioner of police like two pairs of Reeboks to get. An American visa stamped Dude, the, the golden era of policing, man. <laughs> and it's like a couple of years later, yeah, like when I hadn't, like, I, I went out and did this train, and, and, and Peter Stevens, who was the original, like, number one, you know, and two with his dude, Eddie Farnsworth, like, I, I had a report with him, like, where. It, you, I just make jokes that you know I was too fast. You, you know, and he's like, I was, "You're lucky I was on the honeymoon or something." <laughs> but when it come down to it, a few years later, and we did this train in Warrigal, and um, and it was a massive raid there too, and it's a hundred k's out of Melbourne. They were yeah. tipped off, and by these informants that went to the Swinburne, and two of the three or three of the five dudes who were there went to Swinburne, and they were waiting for us 100Ks out on a Thursday night. Jesus. And they did this super raid, but they, they were waiting till we, like, they knew we would want to be there about four and a half hours. Yeah. But about the three-hour mark, or not even about the two-hour mark, one of them comes out for a peak, and one of us sees him, a dude hiding with a baton a torch behind a pole. And so he goes back like 300 metres to where there's like 15 transits at this park waiting. They're waiting till we're almost finished to some maximum damage, yeah? Fuck. Bad, you know, ah, yeah. So then we jerry and we all start bailing <laughs> and then one of them, they change shifts to walk back, sees that we're fucking like 200 metres away bailing. And then so then it was on and then I was the driver. So then I had to fucking like warriors it again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fucking, it. <laughs> and all the local four wheel drive security dudes. Everyone, oh, I'm fucking, I'm being part of this. It was crazy, man. It was like Dukes and Hazard fucking shit. <laughs> but, 
I'm out, made it out, yeah. And I, I fucking had all the exit, exit spots, yeah. Yeah. I've made it to the car, had lined the car, cars got, luckily no one knew my car there. Yeah. And then make it, pick up everyone, get back to the fucking main, get back to this dirt road that went to Frankston, like, was like 80 Ks. Yeah. And then, you, so it was a big dirt road. After 15 minutes, Someone goes, oh, fuck this, just get, uh, maybe it was me, maybe, yeah, I thought it was Ransom. Yeah. And then so I cut back onto the freeway. So all these transit cars, they're going back to these new and tame dudes from DMA to this church next to their house. That's the next planned thing to go and raid them before, you know, or when they get home. Mm. So the last car is Peter Stevens, yeah. He's watched this raid unfold and driven around and got no one. And then everyone's driven back, and you must have been feeling like fucking loser. And all of a sudden, out from this dirt road, pulls this fucking car, and he sees these four heads in it. And it's fucking me, Ransom, tame, <laughs> new CM3, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And he pulls us over. <laughs> and he opens the window, and he's like, oh, John. <laughs> oh, he's so happy because he didn't, he's doing it. Fuck, I, that was the biggest role, you know? And I'm. Um, and then he goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "You know," he goes, "He goes, I'm going to ask you what you're doing." And um, there's like Ben's dad's just past the uh, Warrigal, and there's dog racing. Yeah. This comedian CM3 character. We're at the Ben's dogs, Pete. You should know that. I'm a punk. Yeah. He's like, "All right, mate. You're the first to cop it in the office." He goes, "John, what are you doing?" I go, "Pete, you know what we were doing. We're halfway through doing a couple of whole cars when you stopped us. Yeah. When you, yeah." You, you just tried to set us up. Fucking yeah. hell! What and do I'm like? I'm like, yep, you got us. And then he, he took one dude out of out of the car, only one dude. And he goes, oh, drive behind me, meet at the church. We get to this church in Hawthorne, and then there's like six more cars and like twenty dudes all sitting there, like a fucking meeting. Fuck yeah, it's at six o'clock in the morning, and then they're all like, yeah, yeah, I'll look at it all. Of, you know, not legend right, but well-known writers all get busted at once. Yeah, yeah. So when I come out of the court from that, and I only got it like a few hundred dollar fine, I said to him, "All right, Pete, mate, like you got me, you know, because we, 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 we just yeah, wherever we'd see each other, we'd talk and like he'd even like we'd have this funny conversation. Then like some rider would walk past it, they'd give him shit, and he'd go, "Hang on a sec, John, you go over and just slap the dude like Diaz style, Fuck. and come back and go, sorry, mate, but he's fucking, he can't stand on the opposite platform." And tell me to fucking go fuck my mother or something, yeah. <laughs> and then he'd sit down next to me, and I'm looking at my mate who's just looking at me and PJ laughing at him <laughs> on, the, on this train bench, yeah. <laughs> me and this dude, like, he goes, I go, here, here, man, you got my address. I go, if there's anything you want to send me, mate, feel free, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then two weeks later, I get a fucking post pack with like, Eight to ten fucking A3 blow-ups, man, from the transit squad of fucking the best of fucking Johnny Jewel. No shit. From the, from the number one transit fucking officer, yeah. Fuck yeah, hell, so, little president, yeah. little president but in the then, Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> what, hey, dude, just yeah. just yeah, what? it was crazy. Just because you, you touched on it, what was out at Warrigal? Was it a yard? Was it a layup? Because that's is that where you yeah, did it was, the- it was one. It was one train because it was like a you know a, a one hour twenty one or a hundred k. So yeah. the the first one in that brought everyone in. It started out there, yeah, and it was like Warrigal, Packham, Danny Long. Yeah, is, is that is yeah. that where you, is that where you painted the best in town train? Um, was that Warrigal? Yeah, yeah, man. The yeah the the Paris barrel the um yeah. the DMA. Uh, well, yeah. DMA, aka sort of yeah. link up. Yeah, I think I think I did. Um, 
Yeah, I did four, and the fifth one was the bust. But we either did it on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yeah, like yeah, we I think we did two of each, and then the, the last time was either the Tuesday or Thursday. But then the, yeah, so, it, it, so yeah. these so these transits they Jerry they'd fucking worked out the use were going out there to paint, and did they follow you out or did they put the fucking yeah no they were out there before us man, and that, no, no this is how how whack it was. So we get there and there's this drive over that has a, a drive down to the station. It's midnight, yeah? Yeah. There's nothing happening. We see this dude and a chick, adult dude and a chick, just standing there at the base of the entrance to the station. Yeah, we're like, fuck this. They look like cops. We go park the car. We split up into two groups. It's me um, and Ransom going through the train, and it's uh, there's only one street. It's a country town. We send CM, Tame, and you down the main street. Mm. They're walking down the main street. They walk past the same dude and the same chick. Yeah, CM looks back. He sees a walkie-talkie sticking out of the fucking chick's pocket. Yeah, yeah. He come back to the meeting thing. New and tame, like, nah, man, that, nah, they were just fucking wasted or something, man. Yeah, CM's like, dude, in their pockets, you guys it? are fucking whack, mate. Yeah, you're gonna get us all arrested. <laughs> you're fucking idiots, Johnny. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and for some reason, I'm like, nah, serious, dudes. And they're like, nah, man, nah. And then CM, like, the, yeah, he's like, nah, mate, you watch, you watch. <laughs> Fuck, nah, man, this is whack, dude. This is a fucking ghost town and there's fucking people walking around. Yeah, yeah two same people. Yeah, it's giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then so they, yeah, they were, they were waiting for it. Maybe not thinking we were going to rock up for at least a while because the normal me, would have driven fucking the hundred k straight back and got the fuck out of town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would yeah, never, yeah. Like my my security levels would never never breach that. You know, the one time I breached my levels, I painted like opposite the transit office, and then like right in front of them, coming back doing shifts, fuck. and basically stopped with Paris because he couldn't run anymore, <laughs> and and just let one policeman take us back, and but then like the number three transit in charge, he um he he was this fucking biker looking thug yeah and then he thought he could come in and and the funny thing was after all after all the things disappeared they only had some really shit photos yeah apart from what i ended up getting off um peter stevens there so this dude come in with these shitty old tags things are like what the fuck he's like you're going to admit to all this i'm like listen pal and as soon as i said pal he threw me <laughs> off my and my head hit the wall. I oh, can't. And he's like, I'll fucking smash you, mate. You fucking dumb cunt. And he walks out the room, and I hit my head. I had a little lump on my head, but then I, I looked up in the corners of the room quickly to see if they had cameras. And then I just double fist punched my face like fucking brutally about like twelve times a, a hand. Yeah, like fully splitting my lip, my cheekbones, blood coming through, my nose was all cut. Wow. Yeah, my eyes were swollen. And then I lay on the ground unconscious. And the interviewing officers come back in and they just go, what the fuck has he done to him? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm acting unconscious. And then they're picking me up and then they'll be, ah, what's he done? He's fucked. He's fucked. He can't do this. And then all of a sudden as they stood me up, he fucking appeared through the doorway. And then I fucking go, you're dead. And I fucking did a lunging Superman punch over them at him. Yeah. And then fucking I, I go, I fucking admit to this fucking graffiti shit. And they had a Polaroid um, that they use for their files. And I'm like, take a picture of my face now. Yep, give me it. 
drive me to St. Vincent's. And then so they, yeah, they, <laughs> drove, me to the, they drove me to the hospital. I just waited five hours and the doctor fucking did a basic report. And then I went to like internal fucking thing that, you know, the next Monday and fucking fully like tried to take him down. And it got to a certain thing. And in the end they go, we've concluded that there's not enough evidence to find that he did it. And then my lawyer had his statement and he goes, and this dude, he, his wife bought a painting off me recently and he's now a lawyer. You're and fucking I, I was gonna, like maybe call him and go, I'm the dude that bashed myself and got you kicked out of the force. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, yeah, man. And I'm, dude. yeah, it was fucking, and that, that's another reason why that Peter Stevens dude liked me because like, he, 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 yeah, that was before the end bus that you gave me the photos from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the care package. Yeah. You just got to see like charges disappear and next minute some dude just smashes his face apart and gets his fucking... Yeah, second in line, the new job. That's that, and, man. That's that shit. That's that era, eh, man? Like, those cunts, they fucking, man, like, <clears throat> that's that shit they can get away with, man. Like, fucking hell. That's some, fuck. That's some crazy. Yeah, but he didn't even touch, you know, like, fuck. It was, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. But then, yeah, um, I, I got his thing from his lawyer, and he's like, when I walked into the room and saw his face, I knew I was being set up. Yeah. 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 And then I found out that this dude who I thought was a bikey dude, when I found him as a lawyer, before I saw him, he was a fucking admiral in the fucking navy. It's just like probably then he was. I was probably seventeen, nineteen, and he was probably like thirty-four, probably at least to yeah. thirty-eight. I thought by then, which uh, maybe he's only sixty-five now, and it, yeah, it probably makes sense or something. But yeah, yeah, I was going to get in touch with him and go, "Would you uh, participate in the thing?" First, I'd like to say sorry. You know? <laughs> Like, you know, I don't want there to be any repercussions. Like, if it didn't go to court, there's no perjury. No one's got any of this evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk like adults? You know. Dude, that is fucking. I'm like, your pal. You know, that's I'm probably a, fucking. That's I'm definitely old enough to kick your. I was old enough to kick your ass. I was old enough to kick my own ass back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just come to shove, man. Oh, okay. that's fucking unreal, bro. <laughs> Yeah. So that got me like that was my first bust like at, after I'd gone come back from America and then I just didn't give a shit and I was like I was happy to stop yeah. and then all the like I only got done with one basic criminal um, damage charge instead of like the the Paris got three or four or something and my fine was like two hundred dollars from that but then I was spewing because like they dropped the case on him and I was like oh. but yeah Dude. yeah that was yeah. <laughs> That's that. That's that shit, man. Like, listen, I wrote, I wrote something down. Like, I wanted to ask you about your adventures and encounters with like the cops and transits in Melbourne in that era, man. And you fucking just, <laughs> you just fucking went on it, then right, right there, bro. That was fucking. That is some shit, man. But dude, like, man, getting back to the TMM shit, I wanted to ask you about the Wanted Dead or Alive, the Wanted Dead or Alive whole car series. Like, where were yeah. they painted? Um, they were painted in McLeod, and yep. um, the the first one was on Good Friday. And then, and so that was, um, yeah, so we, that ran on uh, Friday. I don't think they, no, it didn't park in the, in the yard. And then on no shit, on Saturday night, I had a dream and I, I fucking, I was doing a whole car that had a, a stereo in the middle and speakers on the side with like wires and it had like a throw up one of Dead or Alive too and then it had all our pieces. So I called up fucking um, Wisp and Pest and uh, uh, strap Pepsi yep. and Pudge. And I'm like, fucking quick, come to my house, yeah? Yeah. And then so 
I'd drawn and then it was just like put your outline in the in the in the gaps. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. And then so then we, we did the, the second one on Easter Sunday. Fuck. Yeah. So they were they, they were done so, in one weekend. They were done, yeah, Friday and Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, daytime daytime at McLeod. Wow. <laughs> Were they were, were they two of your first whole cars, or had you done whole cars prior? Oh yeah, yeah, no fucking oath, man. Yeah. And back then, without blaster nozzles, and you know, we even had extra fill-in dudes and like oh, exactly. just the vergers, and we're trying to just fill in this coloured in throw-up or the background behind the first one. When you look at photo, fuck, it seemed to take like fucking eight hours just to fill in a carriage. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, even without blaster nozzles, but you know, the second one, like. Yeah, even though it was three days later, it was awesome. Like fucking that. The second, yeah. the second one's fucking. Am- I mean, the first one's amazing. I mean, they're definitive cars, you know. And for anyone listening, you can go to um, Kingsway. You know, they're in Kingsway. If anyone wants to fucking, you know, suss them out, I might be able to post some images on Instagram throughout the week so people can hear them. I mean, this is fucking unbelievable, brother. Like, I mean, so you know, like some of this shit is fucking, you know, like just definitive moments in style and the development of style in this, you know, in this country. They came from the fucking work and you know the fucking the legwork you cunts had to put in man like that's it's some unbelievable shit man like and that one a dead or alive whole car man that second one in particular is just fucking it's something else dude um another thing i wanted to ask you about dude burnley abattoirs man like we used the first yep. ones we used the first ones to discover the abattoirs or like had people been in there prior to you no i don't think i would have been the first i was probably yeah there were probably a heap of local burnley um richmond dudes that were you know, probably in there, but um, what when I went in there, that was uh, after a couple of those paint episodes where I, I was just I was drawing every day, and I, I was like, by then I was like, I can't remember what, what 88, 89, yeah, I think I, I'm, I can't remember the exact time frame after eighties, um, eighty nine with North maybe, yeah, I think maybe um, yeah, eighty nine, eighty nine, I think yeah. Yeah, I think the mass of it was 89. Yeah. It went over a couple of years. But then, yeah, as soon as I got in there and did one and did two, I, I, I walked around and, you know, back then dudes were having to go on big missions to just get together enough paint for one piece, you know, and you'd, you'd done these missions that you've got fucking enough paint for fucking 100 pieces. And yeah. that made you that, – that was my exhilaration in, in style through that sort of um, between 87, 88, 89 was that – yeah, I was, I was, um, I was putting all that effort that I was putting into breaking, just in in trying to get complex and intricate, and, and work out how to how to find, you know, because you have dudes like disguise and murder, yes. ransom. They, 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 um, geometry in their wild styles like was fucking, you know, unique, and it was it was really, you know, even though it it all come from a certain sort of influenced um, person, you know, a few years before a, a bit of it. Yeah, their, you know, their interpretation, you know, where yeah, dudes like Phase Two, you know, coming over here and seeing Murder Sketchbook, going, "This is the best graffiti writer that's ever lived. Yes. No one's ever done this." And, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had all these dudes that were really like, you know, and they even, you know, at the end of it, like I laughed because, like, you know, all probably all of them in a certain sense around that time that I was, I transitioned, you know, and I'm drawing, I'm sitting there drawing with these dudes that. Their their geometry, you know, their, their natural form is killer. You know, you can't, you can only sit around them so long before, you know. Yeah, before just yeah, before it starts rubbing, it starts rubbing you, off you on you. Shit, will be one of the people on the couch with them. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then you, and then you know, out of each one of them, you know, they like you find their, you know, each one had 
really you know disguise invent you know invented all different so many different arrow connection mutations that you know if you look at all the New York influence what suppose and then you look at his stuff you know around that next six months a year there's a lot of you know where like a lot of people in Melbourne are like wow they do this well have they ever done this yeah oh, and if they did that they could do that and do that and, and that's what made Melbourne unique because you had like people like science fucking brain you know yeah for real yeah you know, at the core like real taking it seriously like kids, yeah dude kid, kid writer wild style so it was it, for me there yeah, i was i was you know yeah once i changed over and yeah because those, yeah, those i mean those dudes like they developed like real like sort of like symmetry through pieces man and like you said that 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 science and it, it kind of leads into the chemical lab man you know like in, yeah. in the abattoirs that you did like that that i mean that then that's fucking you're talking about definitive walls man like a definitive a definitive mural you know like illegally done in an abattoir fucking you know a disbanded abattoir you know an unused abattoir whatever the fuck however you fucking yeah. call, whatever you call it but you know that dual murder or you know was it was a dual ransom murder or however you know whatever the yeah. link up was um like fuck man like i, I read that murder I, I, I don't i mean i don't know you you fill us in but murder saw something about a, a science article in a life magazine or something like that and that's what yeah. inspired that chemical lab link up yeah yeah, yeah, no, fully, yeah. Can you speak? Can you speak on it, bro? Like, just you know, how, did it take days? What were you just in there for the day? Like, how how that all come about? Oh, man, you know? Like, um, you know, Ransom basically just turned up and did his two hours and his character. He was hardly there to help with anything else. But then, <laughs> the 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 frame around minor murders pretty much a block section you know yeah. total things but i love how it's framed man i love how you frame like how you frame your like it's kind of like your sketch and even your shadow and all that kind of shit like is outside but then inside the frame is the full color like it's incredible man incredible yep. yeah yeah but yeah at, at that point you know i was um yeah i, w I was probably like 30 percent you know of what they you know like they they were they were orchestrating, you know, yeah. advising, you know, dominating, you know, yeah, firing like, um, on firing on all cylinders. They were, those they were graffiti writers. I yeah. was the b boy turned graffiti writer. Yeah, and you know, I didn't want you know to have the you know the same form. It's a ransom. You know, I'm trying to find letters. I didn't want to have the symmetrical street deanness. You know, because yeah. like it, it's so he's invented something in front of you and it's so unique that you Definitely. can't, you know, take it, you know. So I was trying to find, you know, mixtures of symmetry and like wireframe and geometry, like yeah, yeah. but just like where do you know, where how you know and it took really like, took me like I reckon like year like till probably like nineteen ninety two or three to where where I could just sit there and, and draw like what I like was a really natural connective wild style that, you know, was invading or different. I was like, fuck man. But that yeah, you know, that's five years after I after after I um changed from breaking to that. Yeah. And then it's also ten years after I originally grabbed a spray can and started writing on a wall. So yeah, it's exactly. like Yeah, yeah. 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 That, but then by the time I got into it, you know, it's the same with breaking like by the time I really got into graph, it's you know, skies had finished, murder had finished, ransom had finished. Yeah, like they're all finished. Yeah, I kept like, yeah, like, not not super consistently paint, but like, yeah, making sculpt, making, you know, like, 
yeah just, you were kind of pushing it's, it's weird pushing the boundaries on it yeah yeah like you peak too soon you know like those early breakers i was telling you about yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but it's it's it's, it's stop cool. screaming they disappeared and then it, you were like it seems it seems like that man like the the boundaries used guys pushed i mean you know like the i mean the chemical lab you know the fucking um oh fuck what's the other one like the style machine and all those kinds of joints like okay actually how, how did you hook how did you hook up initially with like aka how did you get down with aka and all that yeah with aka well um back then i was like uh choice cuts was uh, originally a dude called floor prints Okay. One of the early breakers, and um, I actually went um, <clears throat> early on after meeting up with my mate who could do a windmill, and then we went to this jam factory in uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry, mate. Corona. You sound like me in the morning, bro. That's how I sound. <laughs> I've been quad vax. <laughs> no good. No, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Don't bring COVID into my train of thought. Um, <laughs> It fucks up everything, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, what were we saying about AKA? Was it? Um, oh, just connecting with AKA. How did that all sort of come about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Choice Cuts, yeah, um, with Floor Prince. And I was friends with him from really early days. And then our crews battled, like, in one of the best battles that, yeah, was never videoed. But, like, yeah, in probably like, when advanced moves would come out, you know, fingertip turtles with straight legs trying to be different. To yeah. Everything was a small invention and, you know, the other crews by then couldn't cut it or gave up because they, you know, got girlfriends or, yeah. you know, it just didn't work out for them or didn't something. Work out, yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, what was I saying? Sorry, man. I lost my train of thought on. No, you're right, bro. No, just, just <laughs> linking with, uh, link with AK, or oh, hooking oh, yeah, up yeah, with Choice Cuts initially. So, yeah, Choice Cuts was the DJ. Ransom um, came up, um, yeah, I met him um, through the, through Graf. Um, he was there early on with Chrissy. Um, yeah, yep. The Skies and Yuri, Future 4, like I, I met them really early on, like in the city square. Yeah. Like where we were like just lost hip-hop kids looking for other lost hip-hop kids. Yeah. Like, Do you, are you into this? And, yeah. Oh, you got a painted jacket or, yeah. So I, I was like really good friends with them and, and um we even made a crew join forces with um, and that was the Bays, the original dude that um, I joined up with, and he was the real good uh, wild style drawer. Who, he only had a short career, and he was like the first dude on the Epping line, I think from '83. Yeah, like painting painting full color pieces, and mm. yeah, and then I was like the second dude. Yeah, and then yeah, in the end, by yeah, by the time there was four dudes, our crews had met up, and we made the AF4. Um, then, and then we did we only did three other pieces. One was was that king piece and um and then uh yeah with uh, we made a crew called joint forces with uh prime and disguise and there was a, a gasworks um hall of fame in south melbourne yeah but then on that day i couldn't go for some reason so um the three of them did the only piece that our crew ever did but i'd never painted with uh, prime and disguise till um i had a break studio in like 2001 four elements and yeah oh, i got in, i got uh, just disguise in there and we did a piece together which was our first piece ever wow it's, that's crazy yeah yeah so yeah and, and then you know that's as the music you know scene you know back back then it was weird because like when you when you started you know our, our crew we would all have our own raps 
you know, we would all like beatbox, we would all fucking, you know, have our own tags or throw ups at least, you know, yeah. one of us would do graph, but you know, we were all, all elements sort of, you know, if someone had their home turntable, you know, their parents one, you're sticking wire in, making the, you know, the crossfade dropped out and trying to cut and yeah. there. So we were, you know, it was all one. And then, um, and then, yeah, when sort of Aussie hip hop, the early days turned, turned up, and then when um yeah AKA so it was it was a, a cut above and also known as and also known as was the graffiti crew mm. and a cut above was um, choice cuts pack and ransom okay yep which then later went on to and then then they um later went like uh with KJ a, a DJ from Adelaide who ended up taking out choice cuts a spot but yeah. Um, not before they we went to the 1990 new music seminar dude I, I wanted to uh, man I wanted to ask you about it man please speak on it dude traveling to New York you know yeah with AKA. yeah so yeah yeah I'd um I'd, I'd, I'd gone in 1990 um, over to uh, LA with Pearl and Paris yeah and then we planned we'd be there for like five weeks and then um, pack uh, ransom and choice cuts were flying to New York to the new music seminar. Yeah, and then um, so then I remember the day before because like it was a Sunday and there was a gig at, at fucking at Venice Beach and it was KRS and um, Whipple Whip Africa Islam and wasn't Ice T. Um, I was someone else just doing yeah. a park jam. I'm like, get fucked. This is on like a Sunday, man. And so we go there, me, Pearl, and Paris here. Yeah, Hang out there, fucking meet fucking KRS and um, the other dudes and that. Whip a whip is a sick dude out of uh, Wild Style. Yes, you know, from the Fantastic Freaks. And yeah. And then um, and no shit. So then I fly to fucking um, New York the next day, and so I was I was talking to KRS for a bit, and then I fly to New York the next day. We meet up, and there's like the launch party um for a. Uh, the new music seminar. Mm. There's these dudes called the Afros. They just had an album yeah, launch. Yeah, I remember the Afros. Yeah. Yep. And that shit. And me and Beryl and Paris are walking down the street, like just around the corner. And all of a sudden, this blue caddy screeches at the at the set of lights. And we look up, and it was Run DMC and Jam Master J and their oh. blue Cadillac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then we walk in the fucking place, man. And it's like it's like an all star fucking cast. But as soon as I walk in, yeah, and I was fucking on. In Venice Beach Sunday, I walk in and the first dude I see is KRS One, and he's like, "Oh my God, what are you doing, Ozzy? You following me?" <laughs> <laughs> and like within 24 hours, man, we're fucking hanging out on the opposite ends of America. It was like fucking freaky, but that whole thing was freaky because like all of a sudden you're standing like in in amongst LL Cool J and fucking everyone, everyone, Ultramagnetic, everyone. Like you walked onto the set of Crush Groove or some shit. Yeah, and and then not only that, like, so then AKA did an international night, yeah? Yeah. Which was really only, um, there was a crew called Major Major Force or Major Squad from Japan. Yeah. And they were awesome because they didn't um, have translation, translations for their hip hop words. So it'd be like, what's your mama see? Kabot your begin, do. Have to wink fresh. Took a wink. Their songs were like, and they all jumped up and down, and they were like, they were high energy, crazy, funny dudes. But yeah. as soon as they come on, like, and all the New York acts, and they did it, I'm pretty, there might have been a Denmark act, but then there was AKA, and, you know, um, yeah, like, yeah, so then when the normal New York acts were on, the volume's on like eight, yeah, the big acts are on, it's on 10. 
fucking major force was maybe on six. Oh, AKA come out, it's on like four. Oh, you're fucking like, kidding. <laughs> coming out loud. <laughs> it was like, like embarrassment and everyone's just looking like, what are you doing on stage? Australians, what, he's kind of rap. Yeah. Like, and um, so, yeah, but then the, the next five days, it was just concert after concert of like, you know, the native tongue. So it was like, all the groups of Dela Tribe, Tribe Jungle yeah. Brothers, and Queen Latifah, all, all those, all those rappers from that time. Yeah. And then they do their native tongues together with ten people on stage, and oh fuck! By the fifth night, man, I was like over it. I'm like no more. Like, and because yeah, they, they were all there, you know, for, you know, the concert, and just for that week, Ransom was like, no, we're going to all the gigs, we're going to all the gigs, because like. In between that, he was like going to try and do record deals with Red Alert or yeah, yeah, you know, weird shit. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, yeah, and then um, yeah, and then and weirdly enough, like uh, we we'd had a bit of a strange friendship, but like by then over you know a few things, and then yeah, he came back to Los Angeles. The rest flew back, and um, and then yeah, he pissed this, he pissed. Me pissed us off in the last couple of days <laughs> and we did that like shifty like where you get have the door open you get in and, and you drive up a bit like a couple of feet yeah yeah i did it a couple of times and then he just started kicking the guard in my old reveal and i was like <laughs> in the old <laughs> his dad always treated him like you know tough and he thought he could just treat his friends tough and then the, Oh, he just hit a brick wall with me, and I'm like, motherfucker, our friendship's over. Yeah, oh, no hey, shit. I was only joking, mate. Don't worry. It's just a little dint. I go, <laughs> he goes, take me, because his dad wanted a jukebox or something. He's take me to get my dad a jukebox. I go, mate, I'm going to the beach. He goes, no, mate, you take me to the jukebox first. I go, I said I'm fucking going to the beach. <laughs> and then so, yeah, from that point on, he left the next day, and then I I, I didn't, yeah, we, we weren't best friends anymore. It was, was kind of done. <laughs> and, then, and then he fell out with Phil. I fell out with murder because... And it was the weirdest thing ever because I'd split up with this girl, Tiff, and then she got together with this guy. He, he wasn't really a painter, but he got this massive wall in Richmond. And then he thought, oh, I'll just get murder and ransom and look, you know, like, and get them to do it and, you know, look really good. And then all of a sudden, fucking ransom's like, murder, you just draw the outlines, do this, do that, and so I can do it, tell me when it's done. And murder's like, fucking, I'm sick of fucking this cunt's arrogance. Yeah. He's fucked. He goes, do you want to do the job with me? And I'm like, sweet. Then fuck him. <laughs> and then, and then I, did, I didn't know that the dude like that, that he was doing it with was my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend who fucking had a grudge against me. Uh. And now, now I've ripped off his wall. I, he do not even do graph, mate. He called me up and wanted to kill me. I'm like, chill out, chill out. I'm going to the wall, fuck, give me out, fuck. And I was like, God, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Murder and murder and ransom haven't spoke since then. And Is then, that yeah, right? Yeah, murder did the A to Z of Australian native animals. It was um I don't know if you've ever seen it documented, don't but there so, was no. a big wall of yeah, it's um spanning up and around windows of all the uh, A to Z, and the D and the M didn't have anything on them because that was the jewel of murder. But um, that was a sick project. Yeah, back in um. The early nineties, sir. Have you 92. have you maintained a relationship with Murder? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I talked to him a little bit, but um, not not too much. Not 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 how. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I I was always um, I don't know. I've always felt my own way about him. You know, he shouldn't shouldn't have uh, stopped doing what he was doing. You know, yeah. Especially when he started inventing interesting stuff, and then the world catches up. You know, and you can right. either like. Definitely so, ahead of his uh, time, mate. Eh? You know, Definitely. like 
you know, and, and sometimes they can help you from influence just the same way we influence New York. Like, like you know, I've met a lot of New York dudes that like go, man, you're next level. I go, no, I'm just based on, you know, the combination of this dude, this dude, this dude's mentality and philosophies and, yeah. you know, yeah. keeping it real, like, yeah. you know, like, and finding it's a spot and it might not be, you know, like everyone's spot and people like, might want me to do simpler things or da 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 so, you know, it, it, it just seemed like a fucking like you know just even just based on the chemical lab production alone and all that sort of shit, man. Like like the you know like just definitive. You know, you talk like like Astro Gaz, disguise, ransom, murder, yourself. You know, going into puzzle and you know through that sort of lineage of writers. You know, Melbourne writers, man. It just really was like one person took it to one. You know, like and you all just took it to the next fucking level, man. Like each writer just pushed and pushed and dude, like I can't, man, I can't thank you enough for your like how candid you are, dude. Like this is incredible, bro. I wanted to ask you next, just briefly, about the VAYC, the Victorian um, Association and Youth Community, yep. fucking whatever it was called, because uh, when uh, fuck. Like, I lived in Melbourne as a kid, right? And when I went back there in 2002, I was down to do shows. I hadn't been there in ages, and I was catching a train into Paran. And I fucking look across, and I just yeah. see this faded as fuck wall, but it was the style machine, man. And I was just like, I fucking, man, I like, I, I, I mean, I didn't lose my shit on the train, but I was like, holy fuck, that was it. Like, that was the style machine wall. That was done legally, wasn't it, for the VAYC? Yeah. Can you speak? Yeah, man, can was, you that, speak that, on that on that period, man? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. At at, at some point, I think at, at uh, where the initial like when the billboards were done early on, there wasn't any train painting done, but they were still um that they, they did though. Back then, they because they hadn't done it much on trains. It was still it was still, still sort of taken how street art sort of taken until they started doing it on trains, and then they were like, oh no, nah, we we. We don't want them to do that. Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, because yeah. that, because that's how, that's but, what um, I that's what I wondered. Not to interrupt, but that's what I wondered. Like how such a like how how uh, such a monumental piece along. Well, for one, how it would have been done illegally. But you guys were always on some shit. Like you guys were next level with it. But like, but then legal along the train line like that. You know, sp specifically yeah, nah, in that, that period. That, that took like you know where we first like got um. We contacted about it. A few other people had to put in different um, submissions. Yeah. And then I, I don't think I heard from them for like a year and a half or something. It took for them to get all the permits, maybe even longer, maybe two and a half years or something, for them to get all the permits, the insurance, get the Met to allow like a, you know, five or six fucking, I don't know how high it was, like at least a five or oh, six tier. Yeah. Scaffold. Yeah, it's a huge wall. Yeah, that if that had fallen out sideways, we can killed to the wire. Yeah, dude. Fucking a. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the biggest like thing I've ever painted. And like, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, by the time um they organised it, and they'd spent so much organising it, we got offered to do it. We didn't get paid. And I, I think it took us nine days. Nine days or eleven days or something, and then you know to go from um, you know the opposite side of town to Pran, you know buy our own lunch, put our own petrol in. There was no pay, yeah. there was no nothing. Yeah, they had um, they got sponsored uh, shitloads from Julux, but they Julux is fucking Julux, and but there was like nine hundred cans or nineteen hundred cans or something. Yeah, and then so then I had to like 
get no, we need the proper paint for these colours and this and that, you know, and then it's like, ah, 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 So then we did that, yeah, we we did the whole thing and um for nothing. And um and there was never a question of getting paid or we were worth we were worth getting anything. Mm. And then um maybe the next year or something I found out so the original politician would thought it'd be great to get that big wall and turn it around into a great thing, yeah? yeah. And they put in the proposal and blah blah. The next year they won like a city of Australia pride fucking medal for it. Yeah. That <laughs> fuck off. Not the dudes that did it. Not the dudes that even organized it, the VAYC. Fuck. But the fucking Pran Council and the specific fucking you know, um local fucking member. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They got the Guernsey. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we all, you know, like it's a legendary, like wall, like he's for, fucking legendary, yeah, and, bro. And, and 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 pest, pest, you know, pest and Mars, like they they could like they were good artists, at, at, you know, in different form, at, at, at their graffiti styles and everything. But all of a sudden, we've got to make this thing, and then where I do walls with murder, where you're basically getting told what to do, and he's drawing up. Quick roughs that are better than you could draw if you took your fucking six yeah. hours. Yeah, dude. Like, all right, all right. You had a protractor, a ruler, a fucking way. I've got the car and the fucking pool table yeah. and the beer. You keep yeah, yeah, drawing, <laughs> telling us what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a few years along the line, then they disappeared. And then me and um, um, I hooked back up with Pest. And because uh, he was just uh, bombing and yeah, he wasn't doing much for a little bit. But then in the early 90s, we. Um, him and uh, his apprentice Mars, we started uh, like yeah. He took him under his wing, and Mars like there yeah, was this cool yeah little kid who loved wild styles, and yeah. we did that big long fucking on Preston Tech, uh, all the tennis ball um, court uh, walls there, like uh, both sides a couple of times each, and quite a few other pieces. But then yeah, by then I was like the, telling them what to do, and then we got the the big uh, nappy wash. It's called uh, that was the place. It was a nappy wash factory yeah, yeah but um and then yeah i'm there you know tell oh I'll just wait you can do this and i'm like mate we've got to fucking do this whole wall you got to fucking take it on you render this fucking style machine like did you design yeah. it was it was it your concept whose concept yeah. was it yeah 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 we, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then um yeah i drew up the style machine with the uh conveyor belts on each side and then the explosion coming up on each side and then um, Mars did, uh, Pest did the, uh, most of the style machine and the conveyor belt. Yeah. Mars did this weird uh, tropical corner. And then he also did like a highway, like cars and car lights flashing. Yeah. It was like cool for a kid that, you know, yeah, was up on a scaffold, not knowing what the fuck. Yeah. And yeah, then I was real, trying to, real. yeah, I was trying to get into picture world and be some fucking like, I don't know, I'd come back from the states and fucking hanging out with hex and seeing fucking all these hex cap tricks and just yeah you know, seeing those productions that. those big production walls concept walls you know like and then fucking what sort of bringing that that kind of style to that massive production yeah 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 well yeah i sort of took that on yeah i mean when when we did the abattoirs and then we you know that's me and murder and rounds and we're supposed to like take over and you know I was this sort of like, you know, the last one in, but the most motivated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last one out, you know. Yeah. And I was like, let's do more, let's do more. And then, and, you know, they were both, do it, I'll do it my way. I'd rather do it myself and do it all way. And it was like, hey, what's going on? Like, yeah. There. So 
you know, I, I expected, you know, like, yeah, after that first one at the abattoirs just to do a shitload. And um, there, just, aka, it's a graph crew just fizzled out. Fizzled yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's never, yeah, like, we did, did two of those Warrigal trains I rode aka on. And then, um, yeah, oh, yeah, I did a, the North Melbourne Scrap Blueys. I did a few. I was in AKA with Murder. Yeah, so me and Murder were, yeah. The General me, Motors whole car too? You put, AK, you put AKA up on the General Motors whole car as well? That yeah. one with new too? Yeah. Yep, the AKA DMA, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. sort of had the crew that, that like AKA kind of fizzled out by that point and you were reconnecting with Pest and he was bringing Mars up underneath him as like an apprentice kind of thing, you know, like, and is that, that's how that came about. Man, did you just, fuck, did you just gank Matt Yeah, pretty much because we, we just had like, we made like, um, you know, depressed and tech, um, all the wild style walls. Oh, dude, this the, the construction of style. Or, yeah, um, color transition. That joint. That yeah. fucking man, dude. Like the Preston style. Tech. We, shit. we just had a few weird wild style names, and then yeah, yeah, the one where we did the we did the gray, and that that was when um yeah, like you were saying, asking about before. So at a point, BAYC when the trains got bad, they somehow got funded for like, I'm not sure it was seven hundred, maybe it was seventy five thousand. A quarter, yeah, um, for graffiti le um, relocation. So then, they tried to make you bring in a picture of a blank wall, um, and then they would give you a certain allocated amount of cans. Um, but for then, for them to get their next uh, funding after every three months, they need to show like some you know some decent projects. So then, yeah. I scammed in with with pests and um and Mars, and then we were like. We're just going to fucking pump out a shitload. And, and one of the dudes running it was this social worker dude, um, Tony Hicks. And he, he, wasn't a, he was an old artist, trippy dude. But um, yeah. Yeah, he was a hardcore dude, so he, he didn't really like all the, the establishment. But then so he, he'd call you up and go, I'm, I'm at the touch-up factory in Mount Waverley. Can you meet me? There's two pallet loads. Yeah, I've, I've, uh -huh. got, to I've got to tell them there's this much. But... Quick, and then I'd be there. Next minute, I'm driving home with like 800 touch-ups. <laughs> and, and then he, he also was the dude that would come while you're doing it and take progress photos. So as it got to the end of the three months, he was the project organizer that would have all the photos of blank walls, finished walls. And so they were just giving us thousands and thousands of cans at that point. Jeez. Which was like, yeah, what was that, early um, 92, 93? Yeah, early 90s, man, early 90s. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. It was like stuff um, in uh, spread conflict where murder heads and the, the cab head. In yes, the, yeah. Off yeah. Brunswick Street, all, all that, that, that was at the across from the VAYC joint. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah man, the style, was open, the open style machine was and, 92. Yeah. What's that? I was just saying the style machine was 92. Yep. Cause then, cause then the same year you did that, um, you did that aerosol competition where, like, you know, you had exit and C's from Brisbane. Uh, was it Prince yeah. and that from? I, I know, man. We jump all over the shop, you know. It's all fucking good, dude. We go all over the place. It doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, like that was all V V A Y C shit as well, wasn't it? All that sort of shit. That competition. Yeah, no, that was a full. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a full um thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. But those, but but dude, those fucking those Preston Tech burners, man. That fucking that color transition thing you did. What was the what was the time frame between that? Like when you did the like the black and white joints. It was you, Pest, and yeah. Mars. And then, what did you just come back a week later, a month later? How did that kind of was that also was that legal? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I want, like, we made everyone believe it was legal because we'd done it for so long. Yeah. 
and then even when we were at school and they knew it wasn't right, they it was just accepted. You know, we weren't going to do it in the daytime, and you know. Yep. But then, like, if there was a new piece up, the teachers would be going, "Ah, oh, this looks like this is you, isn't it?" And you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was never there was never a, a letter for it, and supposedly, you know, a couple of times people have you know cops have rocked up and again yeah hassle people. But um. Yeah. No, nah, it was more like the confidence that this, this is our wall sort of thing. That, yes. Yeah, you know, you'd rock up and you'd take that many cans. And fucking just you know, do to bring down the lino or Barbie or like slabs and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah witches hats and they fully like oh it's official, but nah back then yeah in that last yeah that last run and it was it was yeah, like I said it was awesome because um yeah, it was just really active like with them and and they were still actively like especially yeah Peston and Mars were even when I was um. Maybe with AKA, Pest and Mars had um, met and they've done maybe like 20 pieces together before we sort of joined up. And then we were painting, yeah, at least once or twice a week, like big long walls and yeah, otherwise jump the fence, prime over it, didn't matter because yeah, all the paint was free and we we're getting all the video and picture footage and time lapses. and Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a couple of times, we're like, fuck, we should just go and do something along the main road across the town somebody <laughs> <laughs> i'm sick of the same people walking their dog looking at my shit yeah 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 exactly yeah. Uh, i mean going back to that 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 national competition thing that aerosol competition like in 92 and that yeah. was um well who was it organized by aim and punch or something like that like i just made some notes about it and stuff but yeah aim, aim and punch were um they were from a crew uh the blue riders um with uh clark panic mm-hmm. and then they they were like um, did lots of like young legal TV shows um, legal painting and yeah and then when the BAYC got um, organised and they got funded for that sort of thing they brought them in at different times one by one working working as the rider the in house rider yeah helping yeah. to help other riders get walls and ah, yeah right, and then they man. took them on. Yeah. They they use those dudes as like a conduit between other riders, like more illegal riders such as yourself. Like they'd fucking use those dudes as a connect to bring other cunts in and, you know, get them up on the wall. I mean, your section of that aerosol wall, dude, is amazing. You and Puzzle on that joint, like yeah. that that shit was fucking – that shit's nuts, man. Like that's crazy. Was was that the first time you connected sort of on a national scale like that? Like I know you travelled around like oh, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, what was that? Yeah, that was 92, yeah. So I met the – the hype dudes, um, Shime, Cap was my mate by then. Yeah. Yeah, quite, yeah, Mystery Unique. Um, by that time, yeah, I knew pretty much most of the dudes that were painting there. Yeah. Yeah, like um, Prins, you know, Demote. Yeah, the, the, yeah, from each state there was, um, yeah, just sort of, the, the, yeah. How much? Yeah, the, how much? T- how much time had you spent traveling, like you know, like just uh, Australia, like you know, even just going up the east coast? Because you know, like we were talking, we were talking during the week, bro, about you know um, when we had Peter Frickman on the show. For anyone listening, you can go back to yeah. um, back to that episode. Peter Frickman, Madhouse, who designed the hype logo and all that kind of. She tells a mad story about Jill coming up to Brisbane and fly kicking a cunt twenty five meters across a room and shit like that. We were telling the story. We won't tell the story now because it's a long story and she. You can go back to that episode. He told the story and stuff, but you know, like. How much time had you spent personally, like traveling? You'd stopped in Sydney, you'd come to Brisbane, you know, you were painting around the traps. You'd built up a few sort of connections by that by that point, by those early night that you know that sort of period in the early nineties. 
Yeah, I, we, we'd all bail up to um probably from like 86 onwards. We go on missions up to Sydney. Yep. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just a fucking, just it was interesting and uh, the, the graph there, it was it was awesome just traveling around on their trains. Like yeah. we wouldn't go there. I, I, I probably wasn't painting them that early when I was going there, but okay. um, yeah, yeah, like Fab Four dudes and yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, there was a certain um certain era of, of Sydney early graph that I really liked. Oh, definitely, they definitely. All, all grabbed on, and then Melbourne became grounded in like multiple styles, and then. There was Chase the leader, and then most of the, the ones that went on to be renowned ended up coming to live here, like they were doing an apprenticeship or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what did what do? <laughs> they have left, you know. Yeah. A lot of the friends at the moats, and they, they, they loved it. They come here. I'm, I'm not shifting back. Like, yeah, that's a lot it. Of Fifty come here. He didn't want to. Sh- yeah, he, he was here for years and. What do you yeah. think, dude? Like on a side note, what do you what do you think that is, man? Because we've spoken, like you know, we, like dude, I think you're episode seventy five of this podcast. Over the course of this podcast, we've spoken to mad writers, like you know, legendary figures such as yourself and stuff from these scenes, man. We've had unique on, we've had like you know, dudes like Casino on, fucking reels, blah. You know, you can go through the all these dudes really do cite Melbourne as the definitive place where style kind of grew out of, you know? And you just said it yourself. You had Sydney coming to Melbourne. You had fucking Brisbane coming to Melbourne, man. Like, what was going on down in Melbourne, bro? Like, because you're one of those dudes that are part of that definition of style, you know? You created it, man. You're part of that. You you know, you murder. Fucking go through the list. Ransom. Fucking disguise. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You can go through the list onto puzzles. And, you know, we can we can cite the names all fucking day. But like you said, you had Demote coming down. Casino was talking about when he came down. You know, like it's, you know, like Reels and all those dudes, they came down in the early 90s and all that sort of shit. Like, what was fucking going on in Melbourne, man? Like, is it, you know, it, it is a fairly, it's a far more vast transit system than the one we have here in Brisbane. But, man, like. Yeah, maybe it's like a bit more rider enjoyable, the, the walls on the lines. The, yeah. Uh, the, just the, um, you know, back then there was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there was as many riders in Sydney as Melbourne of probably. Of course. It was just, uh, yeah, once, once, once there was a sort of front runners established, you know, and they're, they're sort of. They set the standard, you know, and 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 to be different, and and then they were like bag dudes or dudes would, you know, if someone do some some wacky one of the one of the sick dudes would write something really silly, but they would never say which one of them it was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just know there's a level you couldn't get past, like yeah. I Sarah's page twenty three, or you know, and and then yeah, by the you know, yeah, somehow you know, just a. Just the brains, the diff, the different type of characters. I look at, you know, there, ransom, murder, disguise. You know, like because I mean, even like even like hype mag. You know, we, you know, we all had hype mag. You know, uh, you know, well, I was a mad kid at the time, but like hype mag. Even you know, coming out of Bru- or I, mean, I suppose initially coming, those dudes came from Canberra up to Brisbane, but like even that had a heavy you know, particularly the early issues, early yeah. Melbourne focus, you know, I mean, and we're, you know, you've mentioned Paris and Peril. I keep forgetting to mention them. I mean, they're fucking definitive in terms of DMA and the fucking development of style and what they did and all that sort of shit, you know, like, man, like even Hype Magazine who kind of broadcast what was going on in this country, you know, what was going on in individual cities to the country in that, in that period, like that even was almost Melbourne centric beyond Brisbane, you know, like it, it had yeah. a heavy Melbourne feature, you know, like beyond Sydney even, you know, it's kind of, yeah. it's just kind of bugged out how fucking, how 
I don't know, man, what was going on in Melbourne, man. Like it's, it was, it's a, yeah. like it was like it was embraced. It was, it was, you know, like graffiti culture was more embraced down there and taken and then sort yeah. of, I don't know, man, maybe you can, because you're one of those dudes, dude, you know, like you're one of those people that did it. Yeah. I, I know there's yeah. no real, there's no real question in there. That's a fucking random statement, but you, you know no, what but I'm I mean, saying? You know, yeah, like I said, for, for a long, you know, a long period of it, like, you know, the pieces on the lines, like, you know, I remember going, um, you know, doing pieces with a group of dudes and having a, you know, and a, some of my pieces at that point were, were all right. But then I've tried to, like, have too much of an idea that night or something and end up just doing this, like, wonky-ass piece, like, mm. with my friends going, like, fuck, that's fucking whack, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you take your losses, like, a lot better than if you're in a UFC cage, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, can yeah. look at a photo and laugh now. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think once um, yeah, it was it was just the the, the group and uh, as well as that, those bill billboard hoardings and stuff. Yeah. Those four different projects where you know two hundred kids got to like put you know it was like a graph comp for the ball you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't just go there and throw up something and go home like you used every colour you'd used and like you know you could walk around the whole block and see the whole Melbourne history apart from me and maybe one other dude that maybe not just me yeah on a lot of these walls like where everyone was there <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I've like they've, they've done little throw-ups next to their pieces for me but yeah I only painted on uh, two out of the, the five and the, the three that I missed were the biggest ones and um yeah. a lot of them yeah man because you walk around the block after that and it's like looking through a, a the subway art, you know, Off from those real. projects. 100%. Each person's definitive, you know, like where they saw they were better than they were or they weren't. And yeah. A lot of those ones in those first projects that weren't as good as they were, you know, two years later they were like fucking Burning. whack fucking, uh, you know, standover whack gangster fucking. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They were all the dudes that, yeah, they yeah, will just bomb and roll people <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. it because I mean like you know what, fucking going back a few episodes when we had Casino and he said like you know when he go to Sydney there was like a crime element between Brisbane and Sydney you know we've had Chrissy on we had Chrissy talk about all this kind of shit I mean Reason going way back you know he spoke about like you know how fucking how like you know that, that crime element was fucking like definitely there in Melbourne 100% but between Sydney and Brisbane there was like this hardcore kind of criminal element but then if you went that much further south to Melbourne, you made it to Melbourne City. There was something in Melbourne where, yeah, man, that that crime aspect definitely was fucking was definitely prevalent because there was mad gangs, there was mad shit going on. But there was motherfuckers that were really pushing style outside of that gang element, you know, like outside of yeah. being the crim, being 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 the writer that was more petty crim than writer, you know, like yeah. it was. Well, that's it. Melbourne's known for style, and Sydney's known for crime inventions, you know, like yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like nineteen eighty six, like three um. Of the original uh, Sydney um, Sydney graph hip hop people, they came down. I, I think yeah, '86 and never met them before. I don't know how we hooked up with them, and um, and they come down because they go to telephone boxes and someone had taken a, stolen a box and taken it home, and then they worked out exactly where the pin from the key is, and so they yeah. go down a certain thing, and then they get their diamond drill and go yeah, and then they get a hole punch to go boom, and then they just pull the box out. Like <laughs> my meeting of the Sydney legends, yeah, it was a room full of like five thousand dollars in five and ten cent pieces. No shit. Yeah? 
and I'd never even heard of it. Afterwards, I went, got the drill, I tried it on, fuck, didn't work, need a driving, you need a fucking $50 bit back then. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, fuck this, that's too hard. But they fucking run through <laughs> Melbourne the year later, you know, comes fucking um, Rock City Funk fellas, and I won't yeah. say their names, but then they've invented the fucking press underneath the till and fucking makes a little beep while someone goes and tries on a jacket. They're, they're doing it and take all the money out your fucking cash register. And, <laughs> <laughs> drive me around, I'll give you half. Drive me around, give you half. And it's like, this is your idea. Like, yeah, they did that. You know, I was going to make a doco for him called Undercarriage. Yeah. Yeah. The real story of Sydney fucking repeating. <laughs> Undercarriage. It was, crime. it was all crime. Oh, it was dude. But they did. They Every time I saw them, they invented a new criminal aspect. They had a new way of doing like, things. You know? Yeah. 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 They. they when they had to find something, they found it. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. Well, dude, listen. Speaking of document, and I know, bro. Listen, we've had you for a couple of hours now, man. So we're gonna we'll 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 start wrapping it up now. But and fuck, I can't I can't thank you enough for your time, bro, and fucking and everything. But I got a few more things I want to talk about. The yep. the spray conflict. I mean, you just mentioned you know making a doco on Sydney, but spray conflict, man. Um, for anyone listening, you can go to YouTube, type in spray conflict. It's an amazing sort of what is it, about 25, 30 minute doco, like little mini yep. mini doco type thing on on melbourne graffiti i think it was made by was it made by adelaide dudes yeah it was actually not it was an adelaide doco that made it that they ended up making on me <laughs> yeah but what that dude so this is what i was going to ask yeah, you so, featured so my, so my friend robert muller who made it yeah he, he got yeah. like a forty thousand dollar grant to do like a 45 minute um doco on graffiti yeah. and then he interviewed all the adelaide dudes and then cab brought him to melbourne and then he just met like he met me and a lot of other interesting dudes. And then met we did Peril, Peril's and that, that was while I was painting all the walls as well through yeah. the VA. So he was filming live walls and doing interviews at walls. And and then he he calls me and he's like, oh Johnny, you know, I showed him the the thing and they they want to give me twenty thousand more, but they want to make it only thirty minutes. But they wanted to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he flies me to Adelaide and so we shoot a heap more shit. And then I go to the opening in Adelaide. All the Adelaide guys thought it was fucking gonna be on them. Yeah. And all these, all the legends, apart from my mate Cab, they came out at the end of the fucking show. They wouldn't talk to me. No shit. No <laughs> they were, shit. They were cut, man. And they were <laughs> yelling abuse at the dude who made it, and it's like, oh. oh. Dude. But yeah. Bro, because that, that that was my that was my question. You feature so heavily in it. Like, did you yeah. cop? Did you cop much blowback from that? Like, you know, from because no, I, I mean, we're talking about shit, what? Not I was, I was only spewing how they just did the pure, 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 pure art. Oh, art cut the replay thing! Like a children's afternoon. P pure program. art adventure. Pure art adventure. Pure art. Yeah. That that replay. <laughs> that shit's hilarious, yeah. bro. But no, uh, I mean, I, I did. Yeah, I laughed at it. Like, you know, I, la I laughed at it. Yeah. It's amazing. I was spewing because um, I I, I had a, a heap of break footage in there. And I wanted to be told about, you know, like I was telling you about my history. And then in the end, he's like, oh, Johnny, because of uh, there's so much. And he got the hype, fellas. It was at the graph comp that, that night in the city at um, Lounge Bar. They all were, all were um, breaking. And you, so that's all on the spray conflict. But then all there was a heap of footage at my house. He goes, oh, I'm not going to put it in. You, just, you know, you, you already take up enough of the group. We'll just let the, the B-boys or breakers do that. Be there, and you know you could just be, you know, and so yeah, I was always. But there's a lot of um cut out. Yeah, there's there's a long version stuff of like hours of me um, breaking, and um yeah, all other shit. But yeah, just raw footage, which one day I'll put it together. 
It'll be like a five-hour Johnny Jewel doco. <laughs> and then um yeah, recently um I did I did a series of like how um they're all um most of them were stencil, but um I did these alphabet series and all these fucking advanced inventions about ten years ago. Yeah. And then um yeah, and then I found I I got all these all these tapes transferred fucking hours and hours of just me in the garage going crazy on. Just doing all the base levels and all, all the different levels on them, but yeah, a hundred painting collection. And it's like, there, yeah, I was just sitting there watching me up there. Like, wow, what the fuck? Nah, it's but, but, but dude, like honestly, man, it's a funny little like it's yeah, you like you said that those fucking whatever those edits are where you know you pure art adventure, pure art adventure, pure art like that sort of shit, like where they're fucking replaying your line and shit like that. But for you to feature so heavily in it, like even um, you know, like the heat you were coming under you know, writing Jewel back then, like, did that bring any sort of, you know, any more transit heat, any more fucking police, you know, like, beyond beyond what it, the impact it had within the writer community and shit like that, you, I mean, you were open in there, bro, you're open, you're fucking, you know, talking your talk, just explaining your letter style and how you do everything, man, like, with a fucking, like, yeah, but that was, that was because, like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I've been, you know, but, like, I've been told to leave the, leave the establishment and that nothing would happen to me and I just had to be good and, you know, yeah. go into a different level of, you know, of what it was about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah ultimately, I would love to keep painting trains and having fun doing that. It was freaking awesome then, but that's what it's made for. You know, so, what, uh, what What did you prefer to? Did you prefer painting trains to walls? Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you've got the time and just, you know, just for the culture... You know, it's that specific culture, like looking yeah. at a Henry Chalfant, um, you know, sheet of, you know, five trains on top of it, you know, it's just to, yeah, just to be able to have them every show. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even even in that doco, you say how the doors open and these cunts just walk through your art. Like, you know, like these people, like they, they're fucking, you know, this is, you know, it's a, it's a rolling gallery, man. Like when you dudes are on that shit, it's a rolling gallery yeah. and these doors open and, you know, the fucking unassuming public, they just walk onto this train, they walk through your art, they walk through something you created, you know, that the night before or the morning before, hours before they jump on it, you know, like it's... It's fucking amazing, man. Like the shit you've fucking done, dude. I mean, speaking of trains, bro, I touch. I did ask you. I mean, we touched on it just briefly earlier, but that General Motors whole car with new two that's in King's Way. I wanted to ask you about yeah. that DMA, the link up between DMA and AKA. Um, I mean, yeah. in King's Way, they talk about that being a disused station outside of Dandenong or something like that, like the old General Motors factory or whatever. Like pa painting that yeah, whole car, yeah. man. Was that just a layup down there? Yeah, yeah, it was just a one train that they, I don't think they used very rarely. And then for some reason, I'm pretty sure it was when the, the Blueys got moved out, you know, because they, they found asbestos in them. And then the, yeah. all the drivers union and that, they did a fucking snap thing like, no, nah, we're not we're not going near them. Yeah. And um, yeah. then they moved them to North Melbourne. They moved one to General Motors. They they started burying them in the, the Clayton. There's like these mud pit fucking yeah. tip thing, yeah. like acid things. That, yeah. There's so they put hundreds of cars in there, and then like the last uh, maybe ten trains from North Melbourne, they took to um, Newport and they stripped them down to their shell and they reframed them and turned them into the Burgundy V line trains. Ah, oh, So they're actually yeah, and the the under the carriage is just a reconditioned Blue Harris carriage. No shit. But then they're, they're just yeah, because I. I, I went um when I did all the North Melbourne trains and then one night I went to Newport because they'd been moved 
and I heard that they were there. And then I got in the airport hangar where they move trains across each thing, mm. and that's the there was the strip section, and then there were just hundreds of doors and windows, and I found all my train like doors and windows. Wow! And then it was pissing rain, so I only I got one. I took the copper. There was a copper jewel murder on a bluey. Yeah. And um, I got that out to the side fence, but then they were extending the yard. And I come back about two weeks later, and they moved the, the where the fence was. Then they bulldozed fucking everything into a pile <laughs> and set it on fire. Uh-huh. And I see this door. And I'm like, that's not it. It's shiny silver, but like the fire had burnt all the blue, all the paint off it, and it was just it just looked like a Hitachi or Koming silver. Wow. But then I saw this this scrape of um, copper paint and blue from the train, and I'm like, oh, this is the door. I knew it had to be the door. Yeah. Like where I put it. it I, I walked up and it was stainless steel shining at me. I was like, the fuck? That. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, so that's, that's how I worked out um, how they did that. But yeah, the General Motors one, I can't remember how much um, time we had planned. But um, yeah, dudes like um, Puzzle and, and uh, Prince, they yeah. fucking, I only did that one top to bottom with New. And then, um, and then there was CM and Theme, and they did a jackhammer hole car. Then Prince did like about six, six different panels. It was fucking. He did a window down himself, and wow. another three panels, like along the train. And then Puzzle did um, about five or six, and then Tame must have done fucking five or six to to make up the whole train. Shit. There, but then yeah, um, it got like uh, I didn't finish the background, and I had just uh, blue stripes. Had no black background with the orange and yellow and the stars and that, and then so then yeah, I drove back there. I think the next next day or the next night, yeah, and I I, I coloured all the, the back of the carriage in to to make yeah knock the rest so, of it out. So I was happy, but oh, yeah, dude, it's a fucking it's it's another one of those cars, man. It's another one of those definitive moments just in Melbourne history. And once again, just your style on such a grand scale. Did you you do the character as well? Yeah, that's your yeah. Character. No, my characters weren't really my forte, but it, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. All right. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's fucking dope, dude. Actually, I got dude. I got a I got a random question, man, and we'll wrap it up now. But did you ever meet that Ron, the train driver, dude? Yeah, man. Yeah, I was I was good friends with Ron back in the days. Yeah. Yeah. What was what was what was his story, man? He'd stop trains and get flicks and all um, that kind of shit. Yeah, it was sort of like a bit of a heavy metal listening dude. He was a train driver. He was into art. Um. I don't know uh, how early on, yeah, he turned up um, or someone brought him to the city square to meet people. Wow. But then, yeah, like if he was driving, you'd just get in the front with him and then he'd be like, oh, there's a, there's a new piece down here and like in between stations, he'd slow the train down and stop and <laughs> you know, everyone's probably going, what the fuck's going on? But me and him were sitting looking out the side of the driver's carriage at this new piece and yeah. and then he'd pull his camera out and yeah, so... That, that's, yeah, he'd drive. Um, he'd be um, driving the uh, train, and wherever he'd see a new like, if he'd see it going that way, make sure on the way back he'd slow down. He's got his camera out, stop, click. Yeah, so he built up an arsenal of. Um, yeah, I used to go over to his flat, and um, he was sort of like the Henry Chalfant of fucking train driving photo collectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah sort of like exactly. How Chrissy's renowned for. Um, she she just used to sneak around in the early days with a camera and inspire and take photos of us. But now yeah. a lot of those um, photos, it's, it's really lucky that, you know, that she was there. And, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. We we had we had Chrissy on the show. We had Chrissy and her partner Mad Hat Critty. We had them on the yeah, show, but- and she was telling us like a, a lot of those flicks come from her, and she was just she was just there she was like sneaking around had the little camera and just fucking boom 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 took snaps and it's amazing and then i think uh, i think like even was it a few years ago that ransom and ron had a had like an exhibition of all those photos i think I don't yeah know. i only I, I didn't go and i only heard about it and I'm, i wasn't sure about like i tried to find out some contact details for ron or if he passed away or something and i couldn't mm. get any um we're back recording. For anyone listening, man, we just had a little fucking drop out there. But yeah, um, Jill was just saying how you know, like yeah, he wasn't really, wasn't really that concerned about getting into the gallery shit and all that. Well, we, well, what? I mean, what are your personal thoughts on on that kind of gallery thing? You've done your own sort of shows back in the day. Oh yeah, no, I'm like in the. Hang on, just. You're right, man. Do you think? It's down. No, I just had to plug it in for a sec. No, about um, I don't know, probably in the. I've done I've done gallery shows all through the nineties and two thousand, and then probably mid two thousand and six I did a solo show and started um yeah yeah with my sculptures which when I'd only make one every few years so I'd only like put one in a joint show every few years and yeah. never really care and then I um then I had an art spurt for a couple of years and 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 just pumped out like just it was in this invention zone and inventions off inventions until I was just it was crazy. It was it was amazing. And um, but um, then yeah, I had two solo shows and with the same gallery, Kick Gallery, and then the second one, I, my paintings like the, the good ones were selling like for like great prices. But then yeah, I was paying. It was like a, a 60-40 split or something. Jesus. Yeah. And then, and then the yeah, or maybe yeah. So no, it was a 60-40 split, and then I had to pay for the rental for the thing and like the, the wine and the, the promo for the thing and then it come time um so I worked out in my sales for my four paintings or something it was like twenty four grand or something and his cut was this. He had a certain amount of money which was only a little bit above what his cut was. I shouldn't say it's a if you're out there motherfucker get fucked. No. <laughs> um, and then and then uh, yeah and then he goes I just thought that I'd take my share now and then so and then so I he got in like fifteen thousand dollars, and then he was trying to give me like two thousand four hundred, and oh. then and me wait for the next fucking ten thousand to get all my money. And he's you know, like, so after that, I was like, no, nah, no more shows, no, nah, no. Nah. And then I started you know planning a book and ideas about a book, but uh, a book with a like a chip with a, a USB chip with like all the B boy footage and history. Yeah, it's just a B boy graph book that integrates through the different years where. My focal points go, you know, it started breaking, then come back in the late 20s, breaking, you know, and then, yeah, and then went through a super strong, like, late 30s, 40s, uh, splurge, invention, um, you know, just, yeah, revelation, sort of. Yeah. A few, yeah. Have you, have, you got, have you gotten very far in, like, you know, because you even, you mentioned that book, you were working on a book to, you know, you mentioned that the other day on the phone to me, like, have you, have you put much thought into it? Like, have you put much or even much effort into it? Is there, you know, anything in the process or? Is yeah, it- I've, I've, I've done probably like, probably 70% of the writing um, of all the, all the major, you know, a lot of the stuff we touched on, big events, you know, I've wrote, written in detail, Yeah. you know, going back to the, you know, breaking the Rocksteady cruise rooms at the countdown, you know, um, Beat Street comps and sneaking around levels till we heard American accents, you know, through the doors and yeah. just, you know, how I met, yeah, the, the 
pioneers of the Orcos and Osbrocks in LA just by a freak thing where my mum goes, isn't isn't that the radio trying to place out of the breakdance movie? <laughs> and then there's the phone number and I called it and the next minute Osrock, who was like the main breaker and funny guy in the body rock and he was in a lot of shows like fame and all all heaps of shows around he was the he was a dude that like you know judd nelson would jump down at the prom and then all of a sudden he's doing a sick windmill yeah was always they'd always use us rock around there he was like the superstar and then he turned up and it was like fuck my idol and then there's uh, other young dudes and they've got protect skate helmets and they're just to do head spins on concrete like the craziest motherfuckers and i was like yeah. I've spent so I've spent a few years by then, you know, two years, like getting you know into the top ten percent of in Melbourne, you know, if not in the top few percent, you know, by then. Yeah. Then you go over to LA just after the LA Olympics, and they're all just doing flare gymnastic flares in breakdance combos like it's nothing, and spinning with skate helmets on that Fuck. you spin you ten times faster than anyone's ever spun for longer than they've ever spun, Fuck. and yeah, that was you know, yeah, it's weird to um to see and, and be lucky to, you know, those sort of stories and then. Yeah, to have seen, you know, yeah, to, to have witnessed firsthand and then not not only have just witnessed but to have pretty much been involved. Like, you know, you're in the mix, man. You're part of it, you know, in in, yeah. in, in some regard. Like, fuck, dude. Have oh, you no, ma- I, was, I, I was, you know, even though I was a bit, you know, in 87 and I was in New York and, you know, because of um, the San Francisco booksing, Henry Shelford's like, oh, there's big shows coming up, Fashion Motor. You know, yeah, phase, and so I, I got taken around to like, yeah, just crazy, you know, got to meet everyone, like, yeah, it was sick. That's it, a, yeah. That's so yeah, a, even like the spray can up, yeah, like all the major pages, like Lee and Scenes and all, well, they're all signed by them all. <laughs> I was like, oh, was like dude, that's remarkable. Yeah. Even even the bandos, I ran into like the Chrome Angels dude in New York in '87 yeah. at Henry Chalfinson. Sick. I got the. I had the book with me. It still hadn't come. But, you know, he didn't have a copy, and um, yeah, I hung out with him for a bit, Bando, and then yeah, I got I got all these weird people in the book. Yeah, bro, that's gonna be. And then, then, then a lot of um, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of legends, and then a lot of uh, current uh, New York uh, graph dudes at that time, like yeah. Ben and like um, like Cope at Sane and Smith and late nineties writers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose even you, even like you know, like it sort of touches on you know that it was in. I think it was in issue two of hype. It's in uh, King's Way, but your dedication to Scene Zoom and Henry Shelfant, you know, like when was that when you came back after your first trip? That piece in what was it eighty seven, eighty eight? I mean, it's a it like dude, yeah. like, the shit you did in that era, man. Like, like I mean, we can't kind of we can't fucking overstate how important your contributions have been to graffiti culture in this country, like to hip hop culture as a whole in this country, man. Like we really need that book, man. Yeah. Like you fucking, yeah, yeah. you did some crazy shit, dude. Like honestly, but that, I mean that, you know, that dedication, man, you know, that big fucking jewel piece with the Henry and the scene and zoom on it. I mean, that shit's fucking, yeah. dude, that's remarkable, man. That was in hype. It was, you know, and they actually, you know, for anyone listening, you may have missed out now, but they just they just kind of retroed the first two hypes. They're, I think they're doing hype one to fucking 15 again. They're going back through and going back through the catalogue, repressing it, like putting it on better card and better paper, better stock and all that kind of thing. But, man, like, dude, you're, you're, I mean, you're responsible for amazing shit, man. You're, the Ocean Grove, was it the Ocean Grove joint? Yeah, I should go bowling, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that shit, dude. That, 
That shit was remarkable, bro. Like, honestly, man. I mean, fuck, dude. Listen, we've had you for probably close to an hour and a half, man. I, uh, I don't know. Is there anything you want to touch on? Where can people find you, man? Can they find you on social media? Can they get at you anywhere? Like, what's the go? No, don't, don't, don't even look. <laughs> don't even look. <laughs> don't even look, bro. Nah. Yeah, man. Oh, um, yeah, I'll be in touch with the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. if the world goes back to any normal worth being in touch with well yeah that's it yeah if it, no. if, if it goes back to any sense of normality or anything worth being in touch with that's exactly right dude well i mean you yeah, know yeah. for whatever it's worth for whatever it's worth yeah. bro I'll, I'll tag your at johnny jewel page in on all these posts and like you know no, throughout the week and um you know for those listening for those that have made it to the end which i hope you have man because this has been a fucking cracker of a tale man a, an absolute ripper of an episode um yeah we're, we're going fucking we're going live on instagram on wednesday night midweek drinks with beers beats beats beers beats and the beers you can let us know your thoughts man we can yep. touch on some of this stuff you know i'll talk to johnny in the meantime and you know man if you got any questions any any of your own questions think about them between now and then and you can uh, join the live feed this uh this wednesday night if you're listening to this on tuesday morning or on tuesday when we're live join in on our uh, wednesday night but man anything you want to leave us with bro or you fucking you're good no, nah, man, I'm all good, man. Thank nah. you for the chat, bro. Ah, uh, dude, listen, no, man, I can't thank you enough, bro. And I'll, um, uh, listen, man, I'll fucking, I'll leave you to your your evening in Melbourne, man. I hope you fucking, you're well, you stay safe, COVID-free, all that kind of shit. I hope this whole country stays COVID-free. Um, stay safe in lockdown, everyone, man. Like, you know, uh, big shouts yeah, to Johnny Jewel, man. Like, you know, this fucking man style would not be what it is in this country without a man such as you know the one we've just spoken to johnny thank you for your time brother and uh um, oh, jake thank you man nah man thank you and this has been beers beats in the biz for another week take it easy guys once again wednesday night midweek drinks catches then <laughs> <laughs>